peace and greetings, everyone. Everyone, when you when you get here, <laughs> uh, I gave some extra time again, so we'll see how that how that panned out. You know, a little extra time for the people in different time zones. You know, but good doing as always. Peace, plant OG. Peace, peace, peace. Yeah, man. Peace. Welcome. As always, Krishan. Welcome, as always. Peace, Tanika. As always. Yeah. You know, I figured I'd give a little extra time um, <clears throat> for those who are, you know, different times. I didn't do it yesterday like I did last Sunday. So I said I'll do it this, this, uh, you know, second day. See how that works out. But yeah, man, I will. Everyone is well rested and uh, didn't have too many dreams that uh, kind of drove you crazy. And if you did have a night vision that it was something that you're ready to move on and apply, peace, precious mom. Peace, Kashia. Give thanks for the sound check as always. You know, appreciate that. Yeah, peace and dreams. I always tell you this is the most important part. Peace, K Boogie. Is uh just to, just greeting each other. Peace, Iris McCabe. Good dawning to you as well. You know. Just coming into a space, you know, this early we can, you know, um <laughs> the dreams. <laughs> Peace, Manera. Oh, you too, Manera. Dreams, huh? Y'all having them dreams. Peace, Aquia. I had a dream, but you don't remember it. Alright, so Y'all, y'all all going, y'all are going through the dream thing. Yeah, that's what happens, man. When you when you give your digestive system a break, man, and then sometimes other systems become a bit more active because, <laughs> you know, you're not so fatigued from struggling through the night and trying to process, you know, all the stuff that you, you know, took in. Even if you didn't take in a bunch of bad stuff. Peace, Brother Haru. Give thanks. Give thanks. Peace. Yeah, even if you didn't take in a, a bunch of, um, <clears throat> you know, injurious items, it still works. It still works, you know, and you might even find that now on your fast for those of you who, uh, peace Lauren Marie, Laura Marie, excuse me, um, you know, Grand Rising, me, myself, and I, you know, me, myself, and I, don't you think it's time you got a little avatar, something? <laughs> you got a nice name, me, myself, and I. You thought about the name, a picture or something. <laughs> Doesn't have to be your picture. It could be something. <laughs> but, um, you know, so now nah, I'm just messing with you. But, yeah, so you'll find, we'll do, okay, cool. Maybe it could be an eyeball or something. You know, peace, Shannon. You know, um, <clears throat> some of you may have, like, found another kind of sensitivity too because like um, you may have noticed that if you tried to mix certain things now that you, you felt an immediate response on, on on your system I'll give you an example yesterday I had some um, some greens powder and I mixed uh, some, some greens powder it was just greens powder in, in water and I think I put a little bit of mango in there like a half a mango in there and that wasn't happening you know, it just kind of, it put me to sleep, really, that's what happened, like, it just, like, it, it kind of knocked me out, 
you know, a lot of times, you know, like I said, you'll notice that when you're laying off on certain things, your sensitivities to other things may kind of rise up. And it may not be green powders for you. It may be something else, you know. But I know for me, powders don't really, I don't really do well with them of any sort. I usually like to take whatever I take in a liquid, you know. And a lot of times those powders, those powders just turn to concrete in your gut, you know. Um, especially people, you know, you may be working out or, you know, bodybuilding and you're taking your creatine and your protein shakes and stuff like that. Um, a lot of times those things just leave you pretty bloated, you know, and like I said, man, once they get into your gut and mix around, good, good dawning, Mama Marva, good dawning, a lot of those things don't even really process that well, so you basically just mixing concrete in, in, in your gut, and the same goes for a lot of the pills and the supplements that you may find yourself taking, you know, those powdery supplements, a lot of them don't break down, and you just got big lumps of clay you're walking around with, you know, in your stomach, man, but, um, you know, sometimes it's good to, sometimes not even good, sometimes you also have to um, purify yourself, peace, Kenneth Williams, peace, sometimes you also have to purify yourself of those things too, you know, if you've been taking supplements for a while, or like the multi-day vitamins, things like that, you know, peace, Baba Utu, peace, 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 shalom, you know, you find that you'll have to even get those out of the intestines. Peace, Alicia, Ali Isha, um, because they harden up inside. You know, they harden up inside the intestines, man. So, you know, going on a, on a fast, even a short fast like this, peace, Nikki Lud. You know, going on a short fast like this is um, it's valuable because, um, you know, it helps to break up some of that, give your system a, an opportunity to get some of them supplements out, them hard vitamins you've been taking out, you know, the creatine, the protein shakes, um, maybe even some of the veggie powders that you've been mixing with everything, you know, and get some of that concrete out of the gut. You may find that um, peace essence of Angela. You may find that, your, you know, maybe your abdomen is even going down a little bit. Peace, Brother Berman. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I should say Baba Berman. <laughs> You know, based on your assertion, you know, so I knew inside thing, but yeah, man. So you know, we're we're coming up on the <laughs> we're coming up on the um, the final day, you know, right? And um, I will it wasn't too tough for you, you know. Um, I know some of you are gonna push it forward. I know you are. Like some of you are not gonna end it today because it feels too good. You know, some of you are going to um, decide to go maybe seven days or decide to go 10 days, right? I'm curious, anybody on now, have you made that decision that you're going to go forward? I know, um, and I wanted to ask you, Brother Ramon, uh, you had a co-worker, peace information. You had a co-worker that said he was going to join in with you. Did he actually, is he still on it? Did he Did he stick with it? You know, I know he's a he's a day behind. But did he actually stick with the fast, uh, Brother Vermont? You know, or did he just do like, like the one day, you know? So, yeah, man, um, I, I meant to ask you that yesterday, actually. But, um, yeah, man, you know, you might notice that you're feeling a little better. You got a little bit more energy. You know, your, your thoughts are, are a bit more clear. Um, and you might decide, hey, you know, three days is cool, but, you know, I can extend it out. And that's cool, you know? Um, 
I will until Wednesday. There we go. There we go. We got one. The detox my body has been doing has been needed. I welcome it. Okay. See, we, we got <laughs> we got one take already. You know, that's what usually happens. You know, once once you get past the first, uh, if if you've never done it before, once you get past the first twenty four hours of of mental just peace peace peace, brother Antonio, you get past the first like twenty four hours of the mental games, the mind play. You know you're hungry. You know you're hungry, and uh, you realize that nah, I'm all right. You know, like um, I'm I'm actually kind of liking this feeling of of maybe being a little bit lighter and and not feeling so heavy. Yes, he's a day behind, but he's going to end with me today. Oh, he's going to end today. Okay, so he's doing uh, two days instead of three. Okay, cool. Forty eight hours. We'll, we'll we'll take that. You know what I mean? We'll we'll, we'll take that too. That's that's cool too. You know, um, you're prolonging yours. Yeah, because I was gonna, I was gonna tell you, brother Ramon, that if the brother, because he was a day behind, if he was gonna do three days, I was gonna do, I was, I was gonna tell him, like you could tell him, I, I would do it with him, like I would do four days, I would do an extra day, you know, just in solidarity for him, man, because I didn't know it was probably his first fast, but he only doing two days, <laughs> so you know, you get in solidarity with you. You know, I guess, and, and that, man. So, whatever. Yeah, I see what you said, Sister Andrea. You said, I think the first day was the hardest, I think. Let me pull this up back. Let me pull this up back. Let me pull this up back. Uh, and, yeah, information, you prolonging yours. I can't recall the last time. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> the last time you felt this good. A fast to do that to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it's, it's, it's working for you. And dream, yeah, the first day was easier for you. The second day was my challenge. Okay. So, I wonder if you uh, ate heavy the day before the fast, and then that first day you were still kind of just processing, you know. Or maybe, you know, sometimes it's the activities were busy, too. And sometimes it's the second day it sets in, like, I ain't going to be able to eat. There ain't no food, I, you know. But, um, yeah, three days is, is, a, is can be pretty light. Especially, but you know, sometimes it depends on what you're doing for three days. So, for instance, like, um, some of you may have had shakes here and there. Peace, Chief. I'll be going a few more days. Okay, cool. The breaking him, he's a big brother <laughs> that loves steaks. <laughs> Peace, Levette Anderson. He's a big brother that loves steaks. Okay, all right. Well, hey, man, two days for a big brother that loves steaks. You know what I mean? I think he said he's like 300 pounds, something like that. Peace, Sherelle. Peace, India Hug. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. And peace to you again, Sherelle Cunningham. Um, I know you said he was like 6'2", 300 something pounds. So maybe he's used to kind of feeling like he has to pack it in. But yo, 48 hours, you know, that's, that's something to be celebrated too. I hope you don't go celebrate with a steak. You know, maybe, you know, when y'all go out to eat after work, you know, you can, you can, you know, grab something a little lighter. It'll probably just be like a grilled chicken or something, but you know what I mean? Um, pre peace, peace, peace. Um, Matalesi, Matisetli, I might have said that wrong. I'm sorry. 63310, right. I'm sorry. It went by quick. Matalesi, 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 did you? Give me, give me the phonetics on that. It's a beautiful name. 
screenshot that. <laughs> the screenshot that name. That's a beautiful name. Warana Dora. Yeah, that sounds that sounds southern. That sounds like a southern name. Um. So yeah, you know, I'm just peace, 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 change, change. I'm sorry, I just said peace, peace twice because uh, change changes twice. So yeah, you know, I wanted to check in with everybody. It looks like everyone's doing fairly well. Um, I know Andrine, you said you were having some trouble on the um the second day. We're on the third day now, so I'm I'm guessing that smoothed out for you a little bit. Um, I know it's still pretty early. Well, not that early. Hour behind where you're at. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, one of the great things about doing it like this is the solidarity. You know, you got, you know, a hundred or so people doing this with you. You know what I mean? And it's kind of a way to connect and, and combine with folks. You know, um, that's something that I used to do doing courtships. You know, I'm, yeah, I know you're from South Africa. I know that's why I said the South. But uh, the first name, Olga Jamalaya, peace to you. But yeah, I was curious, you know, how to pronounce the, your first name, you know. But um, yeah, so, oh, you probably thought I meant like the South, like down South United States. No, no, no. <laughs> when I said the South, I meant, you know, South and on the continent. Um, but yeah, man, so, you know, I used to do like green drinks a certain day, which is another, another very powerful thing to do. You don't even have to do that during a fast. Like say if you're, if you're vibing with someone and it doesn't have to be an amorous thing. It could just be, okay, he said he'll do the extra day. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell him, tell him he got somebody you ain't got to do it with him. You might be ready to eat, but tell him he got somebody that's going to do it with him, man. I'll, I'll do the extra uh, 24 with him. You know what I mean? If he started that evening, you know what I mean? Um, and heck, not just me. I mean, it looks like we got like at least, I counted two other people. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, he's got at least three other people, and I'm sure there's going to be more, who, who are doing it with them. But you can tell them definitely, specifically, I, you know, he got some solidarity, man. Uh, I'm not 310 pounds, but, um, you know, I look like I like to eat. If you see me in person, so, you know, so he knows it's another person who, who eats, you know, we're going to do another 24 with him, too. All right. Peace, Esme. Peace, Esme. Greetings, greetings. Yeah, man. So, you know, uh, green drinks, timed green drinks, right, is very powerful to do with a person. It's, it's actually a, a pretty powerful ritual that you could do with another person. So, like, you may say, hey, um, at noon. And even if you do it, like, consistently, like, you know, every first day or every second day, whatever, whatever, you know, however you want to do it, we're going to drink a green drink. He can hear you. Okay, he's, he's rocking with you. All right, yeah, man, I'm with you, bro. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? If you if you go hold out for another 24, I'll hold out for another 24 with you, man. You know what I mean? And uh, when you come up off of it, just don't, don't go crazy because you're going to be 330. You know what I mean? Because your body's going to absorb way more, you know, coming off the fast. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, you know what I mean? Any 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 friend of Ramon is a, is a friend of ours. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, no steak. Don't juice no steak. And just because you pound it or squeeze it don't mean that it's, like, less steak. It's still the same steak, just compressed. You, you feel me? But, um, you know, 
I, I would suggest actually, brother, peace, wild girl. You know, um, or you did a twenty-eight day juice fast plan. The first three days of torture. <laughs> if you're thinking about it, peace will hear. Yeah, yeah, good to see you on the live. Um, if you're thinking about it, it's it's torture. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're when you're doing like a twenty-eight day fast. I mean, for me, it's usually around like day five or six that I'm like, all right, you know, because <laughs> you're like, I'm not even halfway through. <laughs> But it's it's really more mental, you know, if you think about it. My mother was doing the fast with me, but she fell off and forgot <laughs> and had some food. Sometimes that happens. That mistake happens. Um, I licked I licked the mango by mistake when I was making my, my thing the other day because I'm used to normally when I, you know, cut off a mango to put in the blender, I, you know, put the pit in my mouth. And um, I had cleaned it so well, it was actually a rotten mango. So let me let me keep it a hundred. So I had cut the rod off, <laughs> and then I had cleaned the rest so well, and it was a little like slither coming off, and I was like, and then I I caught myself, so I actually spit it back out, you know. But I was like, and I started to chew, and I was like, wait a minute, oh. <laughs> so sometimes that happens, you know. Um, sometimes peace, Ia Aldere, you know. Yeah, I'll be you, you, I'll be you, you all day. You know, eyes you and use eyes. You know, we's one. But um, sometimes that happens, man. You know, you you forget. You know, peace, Richard. Peace, peace, peace. You you forget sometimes, and um, you know, it's just habit. And that's because a lot of times, like I said, food is a culture, especially in Western society. Food is not what we do just to satiate, so we can move on to the next task or have the energy or, or the vigor or the clarity for the next task. Food becomes something that we plan our whole life around. You know, I know people who move to certain places in the world or certain cities just because of the selections of food. You know, yeah, I like to go to Atlanta. Atlanta has all the best chefs. Or you can get any kind of food you want in New York City. They got the best food, you know, you know, or, or, or L.A. You can get this and you can get that. You know, um, it's really become a culture and um, for some, it's a, it's a huge hindrance. You know, you think about, again, in biblical law, you know, the first, no, it wasn't really the first, but we'll, we'll, just, we'll play along. But there was a fall that occurred as a result of food. You know, so a lot of times you're tempted through food. You're controlled through food. You know, when you're coming into consciousness, and sometimes people ask that question, like, where do I start? I always tell them, start with food. Food and then whatever else that you're excited about, you know, if it's dancing or, you know, music or, you know, history, whatever it is that, that you know, kind of turns you on, if you will. But um, the universal place to start is food, you know, because that's the culture that you're, that, that's usually what wraps you and ropes you into a culture first. And when you can um, control that and you can control your urges and you can control um, your appetites and directed towards what's healthy for you, then that transcends what you take on in terms of information, what kind of people you decide to be around, what kind of people you mate, what you read, what you, what kind of music you listen to, you know, so, so forth and so on. So, you know, it may seem like a little, you know, a little three day fast or this thing about nothing or whatever, or for some of us four days now, you know, um, and yeah, man, if any of you, our new brothers want to extend, you know, for uh, 
you know, in honor of um, Vermont's brother, you know what I mean? Um, come on in. <laughs> come on in. It's, it ain't nothing but another 24. And um, all that means is that, the, you know, your abs are going to cut through a little bit more. You know, I mean, not mine. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to have no abs from another 24. I actually have an implant. So sometimes when y'all, y'all look at my midsection and it, and it looks a little, you know, a, a little, a little round, it, that's actually, it's, it's, that's not natural. You know, I got a, um, a, a dad, a dad stomach implant, you know, like in, uh, I think it was 98, 99, somewhere around there. You know what I mean? So underneath the implant, underneath all the silicone is actually abs, but I, you know, I try not to show them whatever. So I, you know, I went to, to DR and got a, a stomach implant. Yeah, you know, um, the cheeks too. My cheeks ain't really this, this chubby. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's the implant. I want, I wanted to bring my sexual market value down a little bit. It was just too high, you know, in the '90s. So I said, let me go get some work done. So I got these big ass cheeks and uh, <laughs> and a stomach implant. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> on to other things. So, you know, the, the, the value of what I'm speaking about, you know, yeah, y'all got it. Good, good. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you do what you got to do for the cause, you know what I mean? You got to do what you got to do for the cause, you know what I mean? But, um, <laughs> yeah, so extra 24, brothers, you know what I mean? It it, it maybe put you in another kind of place, man, you know? It's, it's all good. But solidarity, man. You know, that's what I really, y'all, y'all, y'all think I'm joking. Y'all laughing at me. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, um, solidad, that, solidad, that, that, you know, I'm thinking about solidad. Like it makes it easier for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I wanted to save some of the sisters for y'all, you know what I mean? But, you know what I mean? All them chiseled features and you know, that, that, those washboard abs, I'm like, I can't, you know, I can't be conscious like this, you know what I mean? And, you know, I want the brothers to be able to have families, you know what I mean? Black love, hashtag, and all that, you know what I mean? So I was like, I'm gonna make the ultimate sacrifice. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> the ultimate sacrifice and get this stomach implant, get this work done. Yeah, you know, and then went to Dr. Miami after that, you know what I mean? Got some other things done, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Got some uh, some stretch marks put on my knees <laughs> to make it seem like I've been going up and down and weight for the past thirty years. You know what I mean? Just like I said, just to bring the sexual market value down a little bit, you know, so you can focus on my words more and not my chiseled features. But, <laughs> but yeah. My youth have chiseled features, though. <laughs> Never heard of someone getting surgery not to be attractive. Yeah, well, look at how most surgery turns out. <laughs> you know, they still haven't perfected it yet. I mean, most of the time, people get through surgery, they look like lions. You know what I mean? It's like, did you did you want to look like a lion? That's That was the goal? Did you want to look like, did you want to not be able to cry? You know, you look like, like that when, when they get the surgery. You know, yeah, you know, ducks. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> they can't talk. And <laughs> so I, you know, so sometimes you know you jump in on something too soon. It's kind of 
like software. You never get software on the first version of it. You let them work out the bugs and the kinks yet. And that's how plastic surgery is. And they still working those kinks out. You know what I mean? And people do, yeah, sign me up. Put me in. Make me look like a, like a damn uh, animal. Yeah, I want to look like Beast, you know, from Beauty and the Beast. Hook me up. But, yeah, so solidarity, you know, is, is such a valuable thing, man, because, um, you know, there was a saying once said by a, a, um, a closeted racist, uh, a, a house divided can't stand, you know. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I had did a, a segment you know, some time ago, maybe a year or two ago, um, a house is not a home. And what I was doing essentially was comparing the the mental, you know, or your, your mind to an actual house, you know, and and like kind of vice versa, you know, like um, and, and it is a real thing. You know, like I, if you go back to that segment, you, you see where I compared the basement, you know, to the subconscious and the attic to the higher thoughts. Those are real things, you know. That's why a lot of times we, we hide things in the basement. The basement stink. Nobody wants to go down there. There's, you turn on the light switch and all the lights don't come on properly. So you got to run to the next light switch because you're so scared. You know, the children use it as a dare, you know, things like that. You know, abs would be unbefitting of a chief. Exactly. You 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 get it. You get it, Baba Vermont. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I made that sacrifice, you know. But uh, I mean, shoot! You think I want I want to eat all this this mashed yams with with um, peppery oil sauce and 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 yucca and, and guacamole? You think I want to eat like that? No. So um, yeah, man. You know when I was doing those comparisons and really just explaining, like, yeah, house is a home or, or that mind. You know, you know what I mean. Um, you look at certain things, your highest aspirations, a lot of times in your attic, you'll have your old, you know, maybe college or high school images of you playing sports or, or different things that you wanted to do, projects. It could be like sewing machines and things up there. You'll find usually that stuff. So, you know, just, you know, going through the different aspirations, of course, and typically your, um, your bedroom will represent the things that are, bro, the things that are secret to you, you know, so your secret desires, you know, are usually held in your bedroom you go through those sock drawers and you know sometimes you got little things in there to spicing up the night or whatever but um you know so it's the same thing like i said that 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 uh bigot said you know a house divided cannot stand you know it's it's so true because um if you look at yourself as a house and you and you recognize that maybe you haven't been able to get control or get a hold of um, your your desires, your cravings, your appetites, your hankerings, you know, and, and your mind is, is wanting one thing and your body is saying another thing and, you know, your drive is saying a different thing and then your ego is, is saying something else and then your conscious is somewhere else and then your super conscious is somewhere else and you're recognizing that there's all these components to my internal community, but yet and still that there is an internal battle. So it's, it's they're acting out this 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 psychic play of of, of cancer because that's what, what cancer is you know the cells are fighting among themselves you know and um, sometimes we our minds and our bodies and our and our, our whole beings are like that man we just like I spoke about a double-minded man now what you're gonna find is that every um, live that I've done up until this day is actually they they're all interconnected you're gonna find that if you go back and listen to them all. 
Gotcha. There's <laughs> always a method, you know. So, um, you know, one of the things that I wanted to really focus on is your ability to do things together. And and I'm and I'm I'm gonna put you up on something real quick, you know, grow. Um, you know, when I was younger, I used to like to um, shoplift, right? But I must say, I'm loving the greens, and I've been on it with my dad, cool, and he is loving it too. After we both almost, oh god, if I had a computer, I think it was there. We both almost lost our lives due to all kind of chronic conditions. A lot of times those chronic conditions are ancestral conditions. You know what I mean? Teaching us to eat things like lima beans and black eyed peas and you know what I mean? All kind of craziness, you know, bunch of potatoes and you know, stuff like that. And then you can wash it down with some sweet tea and you know, craziness. Yeah, but I'm glad you and your father are doing it together. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> You know, when it's intergenerational and you can you can enjoy these experiences to, uh, together. And greens are awesome. You know, some of us like I don't I, I don't eat as much greens as I used to. I, I don't I don't I don't really enjoy them as much as I used to. I used to eat kale every single single night, every single day. And Kalaloo, Kalaloo or kale, but that's all I ate really. And then everything will be mixed in with the Kalaloo. Or with the kale, um, you know. But uh, so, Aquia, you're asking me we shouldn't eat black eyed peas. I want you to research that, Aquia, because I mean I'm a man. Can I really give you guidance about food? You know what I mean? Can I really give you, you know, mother of the universe? You know, you got milk that comes out of you that 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 feeds whole nations. I don't even know what I got these things for. I don't know why I got nipples, you know, uh, just to rub up against my shirt when I'm running and be irritating. But you give milk. <laughs> you give nourishment. So I probably couldn't tell you much or nothing about, peace, Baba Anwar. I probably couldn't tell you, not, not, you know, much or nothing about black eyed peas, but maybe another woman could, or you could research and then you could bring it back to me. Know what I mean? You know. Stop rolling your eyes, queer. I know you're rolling. I can't see you, but I know you're rolling your eyes. I just asked a simple question. He always got to do that. He always got to make it into a thing about gender and race and everything like that. You know, just answer the question. How long would it take you? And all that time you said all that other stuff, you could have just answered the question. So, so anyway, um, being in coalition is vital, right? You know, um, being able to do things on code together and being on the same task, you know, at the same time is critical, you know. Um, and here's the thing, you know, like I said, when I was younger, you know, um, I got into this thing of like, I, I, I'm saying when I was younger, but I'm just going to say that so I don't end up sounding bad. I don't like to wait in lines, right? So I feel like lines are beneath me. I know, I know. It sounds so arrogant, but that's just how I feel. Like I shouldn't have to wait in a line. So when I was younger, <laughs> right? Younger is relative. 
let's say if I'd ha- if I'd be in a hardware store and or like a big hardware store, not a mom and pops, you don't you know, but like a big hardware store and like I just got one little thing. If I got like a little nut or something and it's like ten cents and a line, I'm standing behind three contractors, <laughs> you know, with two two tons of lumber. I'm going to the car. All right, y'all, y'all will get me. I'll get you on the, on the next one. Next time when I'm in line, I'll, I'll buy some M&Ms or something and give them to, to somebody. But I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm I, sorry, you know. Um, <laughs> but you know, one of the things about that, you know, and as you get older, it slims down. Like I said, I was younger. Um, but then sometimes it was other things, you know what I mean? Because it's just the... Uh, why not? <laughs> it's the why not factor. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just, when when you're younger, you don't want to play by the rules. So yeah, like, it's no security guard. You know I gotta get him. <laughs> you know, um, I'm not saying now. You know, I'm I'm Chief Yuya. Come on, come on, stop it. Oh, I wouldn't do that. So um, peace, peace, cousin Cole. What's going on, bro? Up early, huh? Oh, I probably know what you're doing. You're probably on the grind, you know. Um, 6 a.m., yeah, 7 a.m., you're probably at work. <laughs> Peace. But, um, but here's the thing about that, right? Now, I'm, peace, take care. I'm not saying that I'm like, uh, yep, I knew it. <laughs> Always working. <laughs> I guess somebody say you too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I'm not saying like I'm a like I was ever like uh, a Winona Ryder. Peace, Amazi. Good thanks. You're welcome for the wisdom. It's my honor and thank you for for the for the bread. <laughs> thank you for the cheese, for the cheddar, for the fetti. You know, I appreciate that. You know, for the scratch. Um. So the thing is, um, if you've ever engaged in any kind of act like that, whether it was petty theft or whether it was stealing a car or, or going into a house or anything like that one of the things that you um <laughs> the story of my mother pinching my cheek yeah she's good don't but she would take she had long natural nails and it would always leave a little mark and she'd always point to the shot like this you get it don't touch people's stuff i'm not gonna check them <laughs> Leave people's stuff alone. I won't take nothing away. <laughs> Don't tell me that, cause now I know I gotta get them. <laughs> you know, I'm still still burning. You know, <laughs> and you know when mothers be angry before you go in the store, they always kind of a little bit of spit always come out on you, and you know you can't wipe it, and you be like, <laughs> and you feel that spit all day. You know, even after you scrub it, it's still, it's right there. I feel it burning through my skin. It's going to burn through to my brain, you know. But, um, and I had a mother who used to like to spit clean me, too. Oh, I hated that, man. Leaving in the morning. Hey, you got to hear it. Come here. Come here. And then holding your face like this. And, oh, God. Now I'm going to school smelling that. You know, I had on my British walkers. I was fly, but I was spit clean. Come on. Come on. You know, but, uh, you know, that's what drove me to shoplifting. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> but, you know, 
one of the things that I'm saying, spit clean as well. You know, you know. And then Pops had this 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 like, you know, Pops like working on cars and stuff, man. So he had this like obsession with Vaseline. You know what I mean? If it wasn't WD forty, peace, Paula Sanchez. If it wasn't WD forty, it was Vaseline. Like those were the two answers to world poverty and systematic systemic racism. You know what I mean? WD forty, get some Vaseline, and he would take his whole hand like into the jar. You know, back in the days, they had them huge things, of, and he you hit you'd hear it, and he put it all over your face. Come in. <laughs> and you just be shining your whole like joint will be bulletproof. You know what I mean? Like I'm so slippery, you could shoot me right now in the face. I'm I'm 10 years old. You could you could shoot me in the face. A bullet would just fly off. Pops used to use so much Vaseline and on my fro. Yeah, put some Vaseline in, in your hair. <laughs> you know? Oh, it was just Vaseline all over the place, man. I couldn't even feel what was going on outside. Couldn't feel the wind. Couldn't feel nothing. Couldn't feel the sun on my face. <laughs> you know, you got all this petroleum jelly. I'm in. <laughs> and then mom's coming after that with the... I'm like, yo! <laughs> like, damn, I ain't even got a chance. Then I'm supposed to go to school and, and focus? And I'm all slippery and hot? And I'm sweating underneath the Vaseline. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, bro. Back in the days was rough, man. Now, now, you know, parents, they have a lot of, there's new products. Like, you can go into Walmart and stuff, and they actually have, like, products for, for melanin-rich skin. But back then, it was, it was Dax hair pomade. So you either got some Dax if you're getting hooked up. Then when you got a little older, you might have got some new now. You know what I mean? And then it was it was Vaseline's. And then when you, you know, you got a little older, it might be some Jergens or something like that. You know? It was it was rough, man. It was horrible, man. Yeah, Dax. You know, y'all remember Dax? Come on, man. It's us talking. It's uh, this our space. You see the brown behind me? This is our space. <laughs> Come on, baby. You remember Dax? You know what I mean? And New Nile and, and, and all that stuff, man. Hawaiian Silky. Soft for eight on the scout. Y'all know what I'm talking about, man. You know? Hey, fellas, y'all remember this? You remember when you got your first stick of chapstick? You know, chapstick back then was cheap because it would always leave that, that buildup at the corner of your mouth. But you remember when your pops used to take your chapstick? Hey, let me, let, me, let me use your chapstick. And you feel like your heart was going to drop into your, <laughs> into your feet. Ugh, what? You know what I mean? Then your pops take your peas, Zanaba, free own. Your pops take your chapstick and he rub it on his hand. You're like, what the hell is he doing? Then he put it on his knees. Because he, he wanted to wear shorts and his black socks that day. He take your chapstick and put it on his knees and his ankles. Yeah. Here. <laughs> they give it back to you. What? I'm just put this on my lips now. Yeah, man. Back in the days, fathers was they didn't they didn't have any sense of, of boundaries. <laughs> you know, no boundaries. But then again, I've done that with my with my youth blistex. I'm that guy. I am that guy. 
I have taken my youth's blistax and put it on my head and my elbows. Oh. Oh. Anyway, let's <laughs> move it right along. <laughs> yeah, I guess history repeats itself. Yeah. But it's different. Because blistax, you can... Anyway, we're getting all off the point, man. But blistax makes good, good, uh, elbow. <laughs> you know, I got tennis elbow. You know, Blistex heat it right up. You know, but yeah, man. So here's the thing: the house divided, right? The thing about it, when you when you're engaged in, in that that level of larceny, you know, one of the things that becomes a magnet for for larceny on any level. Unkeptness, sloppiness, right? So if you go into a store like a, um, you know, like you have certain bargain stores. I went to one the other day for the first time. Well, a couple months ago, I think it was a uh, damn y'all Home Goods. That was it. I had never been in there. I always saw the sign and I was like, hey, let me see what's in there. It was a mess. It was just stuff. Just it's like one of them, you know, it's one, I guess it's a, like, a, I don't know if they have it all, where everybody's at. It's like a bargain store where, like, it's just a bunch of clearance junk, and you got to look through everything, and it's like 90% of the store is Christmas decorations all year, like just old leftover Thanksgiving and Christmas decorations, and then underneath all that garbage, you might find a bathroom at. So I walked back out, because I was like, I, I'm not... I'm not at that age anymore. There was an age where I used to find that stuff fun, where I would look through and find a deal. and Not anymore. Just give me what I want. You know? Um, yeah, it's like a five and dime in there, exactly. But those are the those are the spots that, when you want to steal or shoplift, that those are the spots you look for. Spots that are sloppy. Spots that are disorganized. Spots that are, dis that are unkept. Because you know most of that stuff isn't tagged. Is nobody in, in your assumption? Ain't nobody watching. It's so sloppy. It's so messy here. Who's really watch? Peace, Eddie Moon. Who's really watching this place? You know, that's kind of how you how you envision it. You know, if, if you're criminal minded, you know. Um, but sometimes, like I said, when I did the segment, a house is is not a home. You know, sometimes we have minds like that. We have minds that are that are cluttered. We have minds that are unkept. We have minds that are disordered. And we don't understand that that makes it super easy for people to come in and take. For people to come in and perform cerebral or mental larceny on us. You know, um, and a lot of times we don't realize that when a, when a mind is disordered or a mind is disarranged, then the people cannot demand any level of respect outside of their community or outside of themselves, you know. Um, a lot of times when you're going through certain experiences, even legal experiences, first thing you want to do is a competency hearing because they want to discredit whatever you're saying by saying that, you know, you're not competent, you're not in your right mind or, well, you didn't go to law school. You're not a lawyer. You don't know what you're talking about. I went to law school. Like I said, I know some of the dumbest lawyers. No, I know some lawyers who are some of the dumbest people that you'd ever meet, you know, so... Going to law school and passing the bar, there's no mystique about it. You know, just like you have doctors that are just not very intelligent. Peace, Baba Logan. Peace, peace, peace. Greetings to you. You know, um, so it's it's the same thing. You know, um, a lot of times, with even within our community, 
we find that we find that we're unable to really experience the joy and 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 the power of being together on one aim and one coalition. And something as simple as like let's do a three day juice or salad. It seems like most of you just went for the gusto and did the juice, which is great. I don't know if any of you did a dry fast. I didn't even do a dry, a dry fast this time around. Um, usually if I do a dry fast, I like to make it a little bit longer, to be honest with you, because three days is like, I, I, I don't I don't feel the, you know, the, the mental toughness kick in, you know, on a three-day dry fast, but um, it's just more annoying, <laughs> you know. So if I'm going dry with nothing, I you know, I, I like to go a little bit longer. Maybe I'll do a tea break in between to get some some minerals in. But anyway, so like I was saying, um, it's it's our lack of order and it's our sloppiness that causes us to be treated so poorly. You know, and and I'm not I'm not victim blaming. I don't want you to think that, but I'm showing you how sometimes you can position yourself to be a victim. So just like when I was a child and we were going to a store and it's messy, you know, there's stuff just strewn all over and there's some bubble gum right there, <laughs> you know. And, and you know, remember, you got to also remember when I was a child, closed circuit television wasn't even a thing in stores. So you had people um, who would look at you, they would walk around the store and it was usually like big mirrors, you know, on the back aisles and you had people who would sit and stare and look and see who was doing what, but it wasn't, it wasn't a thing of catching them on camera. <laughs> that wasn't really, you know, what was happening at that point. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you have done that, stolen candy out of stores and stuff like that, or some of you, and if none of you have, even better, right? So I'll put myself on the chopping block. But um, one of the things that, again, that facilitates that is disorder. Disorder facilitates larceny. You know, and um, when we're going through fast or when we're, we're picking a certain thing that, that you know, like we're all going to focus on today. Hey, we're all going to focus on this while we're fasting. Or, or like I said, even if you're not fasting and you say, yo, at, at noon, everybody drink, take back some shots of chlorophyll. You know, that alone is powerful, too. You know, we're all going to raise our vibration at the same time, you know. And with that raised vibration, you now make yourself more receptive to different kinds of experiences and different kinds of knowings going on around you, you know, um, and, and it's a frequency thing, you know, it's so when we say vibration, you know, vibes and frequencies go hand in hand. But, you know, I want to vibrate at a frequency, you know, I could have a high frequency within me, but be vibrating, you know, softly or, or vibrating it. You know, your frequency is the amount of times that something hits. So let's just say if this is a vibration, right? It's really an oscillation. Then my frequency, and let's say this is the point that it hits. That would be low frequency. Now, if it hits more at a faster frequency, that would be higher frequency. Lower frequency. Higher frequency. You get what I'm saying? So frequency is like how frequent... Does a wave cross a certain point? And we'll call this the wave. We'll just say this is the wave, right? And this, this is an oscillating or what we like to call vibes, a, a vibrating wave, and it's hitting at a certain speed, right? So the thing is, 
you could have great frequencies inside of you. You know, like you could have the frequency of love. You can have the frequency of abundance, the frequency of wealth, the frequency of community, you know, the frequency of respect, honor, you, you can, and, and health. You can have all of these frequencies, but how much are you hitting that? Like how, how fast and how, how swiftly are you, are you hitting it? You, you see what I'm saying? So, um, Sometimes our frequencies are low, are low, excuse me, in certain respects, because we've called out the frequency, but we're not actually vibrating at it. You know, so there's a difference, you know, and I don't mean to laugh, but like, you know, you had when the Rosicrucians put out the law of attraction, that was like 15 years ago, that, 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 um, what was the DVD, but that. That bit, that video kind of documentary little thing. Um, there was so much left out, first of all, because there's six other hermetic laws. They only talked about one of them. You know, the law of correspondence, the law of mentalism. There's a lot. But it was very valuable for a lot of people at that time because, you know, it allowed people to kind of get into it. Yeah, the secret, exactly. You know, um, <laughs> which cousin, he's the one who brought it to me. I don't know if you remember that dawning, you know, Cole, when you came and <laughs> he knocked on, and I don't know if you remember what, what was happening in my life at that time, you know, but that was a crazy, cra there was something crazy that happened the day before, like super crazy. And, um, next dawning, you know, cause it's knocking on my door, like, yo, got something you gotta watch <laughs> and, and um, oh and he brought it to you figures <laughs> figures yeah he, he's, he's he's the uh, he brings all the good stuff <laughs> but uh, pay it forward you see you see what you know um, and you brought it to me and then I I brought it to uh, Kamau and they were doing after I gave it to Kamau he and his woman they were doing secret parties they were doing secret watch parties. <laughs> so they brought it to a bunch of other people. I don't even know, you know, but that's how, that's how, you know, good stuff spreads, I guess. But, um, one of the things that, you know, kind of wasn't, um, left out. Yeah. You see, I travel, you know, secret definitely changed our lives. Yeah, man. Um, and again, just imagine you, <laughs> you were only getting one out of, out of seven laws. Just consider that peace shadow book. You only getting one out of the seven laws. What if you've gotten the rest of them? You know, or like I've often said with the secret, what if they would have also helped you to attract with and, and actuate with the moral compass added to it? You know, because it's not just I want a Porsche, I, I want this, I want a Benz, I want a Maybach, I want a McLaren, I want this, I want that, I want a house, I want to let's let's now put the moral compass in the middle of that. Should you have those things? Is it best for you to have those things? You know, then it would have been even more, right? Or or give me the law of correspondence with that. Explain to me that the things that I do in the physical realm affect the things that are happening in the unseen realm. And the things that are in the unseen realm affect the things that are happening in the physical realm. And there's a law of balance that's always going to occur. So, you know, um, if I spend my life browbeating and being self-righteous and seeking to oppress people at some point I'm going to be browbeaten and oppressed you know I think one of the greatest examples of that is the American Civil War you know 
um, that was one of the greatest examples of that, where you had a house divided, like that, that racist bigot talked about. You know, a house divided cannot stand, right? So that was a great example because you had cousin killing cousin, cousin uncle killing uncle, brother killing brother, because they stood on two different sides of a, of, a, of a philosophical or financial debate. But why was that? Well, because you divided households. You see, you, you sold brothers away. You sold mothers away from sons and, and fathers away from daughters. And you divided and separated houses, houses and even had them in a place where now we got northern cousins, cousins and southern cousins that don't like each other. We got cousins from the east and cousins from the west who don't like each other. You know, so they've been divided and they war against each other and they are, they are of the same ancient blood, you know. So the law of correspondence says, I'm going to do that to you now. Because this wasn't something that you did swiftly and was like, oh, we shouldn't have did that. Over 400 years, anything for 400 years is something that you expect to be there forever. That's like forever. It's, it's you know, um, infinitum. It, you know, you, you don't mean to. Um, well, we just did it for, for, for 20 years and then we said, no, it's not. No, you did it for 400 years. That's a long time, you know. Um this country ain't even that old. <laughs> We're living in a country that's not even 400 years old. You know what I mean? And you, you established an institution and upheld it for 400 years. So the law of correspondence says what? Well, now it's got to happen to you. Now you got to be divided. You know, now now your blood is going to war against, against itself. And it, it's going to be like, you know, Malcolm X said, a bloody revolution, if you will. You know what I mean? So... Like I said, if so many other of those laws, of the other laws were included, it could have been, you know, such a more balanced thing. But um, things have to work in correlation. And there's always a community of thought. Um, there's a community of emotion, you know, even within our own physical body. And sometimes, um, like I said yesterday, we, we react in a certain way with certain mechanisms inside our being because we never think about how we want to respond. We never really sometimes have time to think about how we want to respond, but the ones who do are the ones who, who rule, you know, um, thinking about response over reaction. Uh, you have individuals right now who are tearing the country up, you know, because they're reacting and not realizing that that's already been done. <laughs> we did that already. You know, we already had the watch riots. We had the Newark riots, you know. We rioted already. You know, that's a reaction. Let's think about if, if it goes this way or if it goes that way, what do we want our strategic response to be? You know, and can we do that thing in coalition? Can we be a united house that stands together? Or are we going to always be a divided house? And once you're a divided house, you're a disordered house. Once you're a disordered house, larceny happens. When we think back about the continent, we think about the amount of tribalism that occurred. That's a divided house. It was disordered. You talk this language, I talk this language, we can't even understand each other. So what happened? The thieves come in. Now there's larceny, you see? Um, <laughs> and that happens in, in so many instances. You know, um, I remember when the South really started to come strong with in, in the music area, you know, in terms of like rap. Uh, give thanks, Logan. Appreciate that, man. All the way up from CA. 
I mean, I can say CA because it says it on it. <laughs> yeah, man, I appreciate that. Word. You know, but when the South came strong, you know, because they were united. It wasn't, you know, well, I'm from Brooklyn, you from the Bronx, or we the ones who started hip-hop. Nah, technically, hip-hop started in Queens, you know, so, nah, I know Cool Herc taking it. It wasn't none of that. They were like, look here, look here, Charlie. Hey, hey, man, hey, hey, let's let, let's hear, let's get this paper, man. Hey, man, you, you want to feed your mama? I want to feed my mama. I want to get my mama a house. That's all it was for them, right? And look at what they were able to do. You know, they were able to wipe out New York rap, you know? To the point that New York rappers started rapping like they were from down south. <laughs> they they created a whole nother frequency, and people wanted to tune into that frequency. Oh, you know, that's 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 the the, the the unity frequency that they established. Let's go over there to the unity frequency. You see, so um, man, you know we really have to get to a point where we can uh, not only start to work more intelligently in coalition with one another um but let's find more activities and more things that we can do a three-day fast is awesome and i knew we do it every seasonal change so we do it for the equinoxes and we also do it for the solstices these are like the light things we do you know we we do the fast and uh it's just a way to kind of um unite people and get people on a similar code everybody's having interesting dreams and visions right now and you know it gives us uh, a greater depth of things to talk about amongst ourselves. What did you dream about? What did you dream about? What's your vision? What's your idea? What do you What do you want to do? Um, what are you craving for? Ooh, that's an important one. You know, when you're going through a fast, pay attention to your cravings. Very important. Um, especially if it's a long-term fast, like 21 days or more, but, you know, or just even 21 days, but pay attention to what you're hankering for. You know, are you craving fast food? Are you craving meat? You know, that's always an important one. You can determine if you're a natural meat eater um, through that. A lot of people don't crave meat when they fast, but some people do. You know, they're like, oh, man, I want to bite into a cow's behind. Like, I'd do that right now, you know. So that gives you a hankering or, or, or an understanding of, okay, maybe I am actually a natural uh, a meat eater. You know, everyone is not, and I've said this before, and I said it in the Yanni way in that book, everyone's not a raw foodist. You know, so when you hear me speak about how I may eat, that's not for everyone. Trust me. Um, life permeates every organism, every carbon-based organism on this small plan, or what you call the plan et. So anytime you want to sustain your life, you're going to take some life. You're going to change some life, more, more importantly. You're not going to take it but you're going to change some life anytime you're seeking to sustain your life. And that's a reality that people just don't want to, they don't want to own up to. They don't want to, they don't want to be honest and real about that. You know, I'm going to whisk away a reminder and let's see, it might take the screen off. It did this to me before. I got to flick it just right. Did it. <laughs> um, you know, so, the truth is, because last time I did it, last two times I tried to get rid of the reminder, it closed the screen and I had to like resume the live. But uh, with that there, I can't see how many people are here or the fact that, you know, we only got half the amount of likes for the people that are here. But um, like I was saying was that, um, bro, anytime you peace, quantum love, 
anytime you want to sustain life, you're going to change life, right? And there's some things that we just don't want to be honest about because we still have a, a church of five religious, religiousized mind of enslavement. You know, so you you cry when somebody kills a chicken to eat, you know, or you cry when you when when somebody kills a a, a, a cow or a bison or quail to eat, but you don't cry you don't cry for the squash. You don't cry for the lettuce. You don't cry for the kale. You don't cry for the cauliflower. You don't you don't cry for the cilantro. You don't cry for the olives. You don't cry for the apples, the mangoes, the berries. You don't cry for them, but you you cry for that for the animal. But they're both full of life. Both of them are full of life, and you sacrifice what their life currently is for you to eat. But a lot of times. You're not tough enough <laughs> to own up to what you just did. <laughs> You're not tough enough to just be honest about it. Yo, it's 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 kill or be killed. <laughs> that's what we live in. It's kill or be killed. Yeah, that's that's a that's a real thing, right? And um that's just the order of things. And and like I said, even when you're raising young men, it's cool to raise in the hill, but raise them to kill. Young men gotta be ready to kill. And I, I would also say young young women as well. But I'll just start with the first line of warriorship. I teach your boys how to kill you. I teach your boys how to shoot bow and arrow. Everything don't have to be done with a gun. There's a lot of ways to do things to get things to get the job done. Teach them how to use a knife. You know, teach them you know, teach them knife techniques. You know, teach them how to use a stick. You know, teach them how to use fishing wire. You know, but we gotta be ready to kill. Just as quick as we got to be ready to heal, you know, because you even the juices you're making right now during your juice fast, you're technically killing, not technically, but, you know, theoretically, you're killing the fruit, you know, or you're killing the vegetables. How's your mind? Oh, OK. I got a text I got to send after this. Um, and sometimes we just not ready to be honest about what that looks like. It's the same thing when we're wealth building. How many people are you going to listen to online that tell you, you know, follow my easy to easy plan. You could do it part time and you can make $10,000 a day on Amazon. You can make $10,000 a day selling your own ebooks that you don't even have to write. You can have someone else write them before you put your label on them and you, and you can make $10,000 a month. You want to keep falling for that? <laughs> or are you going to listen to these these um, <laughs> These business people, these businessmen and these businesswomen and these rappers and tell you that, well, how did you make it? What did you do? Oh, man, hard work and dedication. Oh, if you had to go back and tell your 20-year-old self or your 10, you know, back 10 years ago, uh, what, what advice would you give yourself? Man, stay focused, man. Follow your dreams, man. Don't let nobody tell you different, man. You know, if you got a dream, just go for it and, you know, don't, don't let nobody, you know, knock you off because you always going to have haters. You know what I mean? You always going to have haters and, and a hater's job. If they doing their job, they're supposed to inspire you, the haters, the haters. You keep falling for that stupidness. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to work hard and be focused and dedicated. And I'm going to be sitting on top of on top of five, ten million dollars. That's just how it goes. If you just work hard and be good. No. You know how these families, these rich families in America, you know how they get their money? You know how they became so successful and work and 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 
and and it, they they got their net worth and their, their assets up the way they the way they have them. It's through murder. You want to be a, a, a billionaire, multi-billionaire in America, you got to murder something. Death. You got to kill something. You got to murder something. And if you don't murder something, you're going to get murdered. You think Reginald Lewis just died of a brain aneurysm? That's what you think? Come on, man. You got to kill something, bro. And they, they're giving you these... <laughs> And people are like, no, I'm just going to keep keep working and keep staying focused. Well, they've been saying that advice for a long time. You don't think other people have tried to follow that and it hasn't worked out? I know a lot of good people, good people, talented people, artists, who've been trying to get on for 35 years and, and can't seem to make anything happen. They ain't killed nothing. Why do you think some of your biggest artists, what, what are their backstories? Yeah, man, I used to sell drugs. Yeah, I was this and that. Once they see that, oh, you was a drug dealer? Oh, well, well come on in. Come on in. <laughs> come on in. You know why? Because we know you'll do anything to your people for, for, for a dime. We know that. You'll do anything for money. If you will, you chemically enslave your own people, come on in. I got a million dollars here sitting right here for you. Come on, come on, get it. You see? And you wondering why. You wondering why when I'm selling my vegan food here and I'm writing books and I'm trying to uplift my people and I'm they told me just stay focused. And I and I read Think and Grow Rich and, and all these different books and, and, and Rich Dad, Poor Dad and, and Outliers and, and Lean Startup and and the art of closing the deal, and the greatest man in Babylon, and the greatest or the greatest salesman. And I, I've read all of these different books, and I listen to Tim Ferriss, and I look at, listen to Robert Kiyosaki, and I listen to Dave Ramsey, and I listen to Susie Orman, and I listen to all these people and give me all this great wealth and financial advice, but I can't seem to crack over a hundred thousand dollars. Because you won't kill nothing. That's the secret. You don't kill nothing. Think about some of the things you do just to get to the little places you are now. I spoke about that before. Abortion is child sacrifice. You sitting over here looking at these Illuminati articles and these, these conspiracy theories, yeah, they're doing child sacrifice. Some of us have done child sacrifice. Why do we abort the child? Because we didn't want it to get in the way of what we was trying to do or the money we was trying to get. It's always about the same thing. I don't really like her like that. We're not cool like that. And I'm trying to get this thing to happen. I can't afford a kid right now. Child sacrifice. You think after they take that vacuum and, and, and vacuum that child up out of, out of her womb that they just throw it in the garbage? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Use your brain. Grow. Grow, grow. Uh-oh, it's back. My ticket's back. I didn't take my medication today. <laughs> yeah, Susie Orman. You know what, LaCruz? That ain't really even taking it back because I, I still get clients today that talk to me about Susie Orman. Yeah, I listen to Susie Orman. You know, <laughs> I listen to Dave Ramsey, and I mean they have good basic advice. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not. You know, speaking down against them. There's a lot of stuff they talk about. I totally disagree with. Um, I think that you know, it's almost like the Millionaire Next Door. When you read that book. It's kind of like, yeah, you can have a million dollars when you retire, but you're going to live, you know, pretty, pretty miserly up until that point. 
And who says you're going to make it that far? You know, um, I don't want to get into the whole financial thing, but yeah, they, they have cool basic advice, like teaching you like, yeah, don't go into debt and try to stay out of debt, you know, things like that. You know, that, that's that's cool advice, but there's, there's a much deeper level. You know, Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey are never going to tell you to corporatize yourself. They, they don't use language like that. That's the language of the archons. You know, the language of the archons are going to say, wait, you, you buy everything in your name? You don't have a family office? You don't have a family trust? Like, what are you, a peasant? Only only a peasant will put everything in their own name. That's, that's insane. If you know that this entire place is a corporation and it only shows respect, honestly, to corporate and commercial law, why would you do anything personally? We just put that there as a trap for the peasants. See, they're never going to tell you anything like that. You know what I mean? They're not. Dave Ramsey rails against life insurance. He's like, you know, whole life insurance is a scam. Term. Why? Why would you have something that long? That long when you could take that money and put it in investments? Like that's that's first low level financial guidance. Like, tell people with whole life insurance that it, there's a cash value to it. So it actually is technically an, an investment and it's a it's a non-taxable cash value. And I can also borrow against it and the interest, the interest in my loan goes right back into my own account. Tell people that part. <laughs> if I set it up right with the proper riders when, I, when I'm doing the whole life insurance, you know, or the fact that like term insurance is like car insurance, you know, it runs out in 12 months. In 12 months, I had no accident. Can I get some money back? Oh, hell no. That's, that's all. That, this is this our money. <laughs> no, this is our money. You know, whereas with whole life insurance, if I stop making payments after I fulfilled my cash value amount, it's actually worth something. I can even sell that policy. You see, so they don't really give you archon information like that. And what is an archon? You know, I did the Covenant of Archons, that video. Archon means ruler. They don't give you the information that the rulers have that run this place. They give you peasant information. And sometimes you need that too. That's to say, I'm not totally putting them down. Sometimes you need someone to tell you, like, don't spend more than you make. <laughs> you know, that, that's that's good. That's good, sound, basic guidance. You know, so I'm not saying that, you know, there's anything wrong with that. But I also want to know that, you know, I want to know how a trust works. So I want to know that if I'm in a situation and I get and I go through a divorce or someone sues me, that, you know, my assets are not technically attached to me. You know, I want to understand that. I want to understand what kind of team that every family should have, that every family should have a tax advisor. Every family should have an accountant. Every family should have a lawyer. I want to know those things. Grow. You see what I just did? Are y'all are y'all still sleepy? Or did you see what I just did for the past five to ten minutes? Did you catch it? This this is a side this is a Bill Cosby and you know, painting something in a junkyard break. Did you hear all the books I just named and all the podcasts I just named and all the people and all the, the game I just gave you on on whole life insurance versus term insurance? Did you catch it? Or were you stuck listening to the country accent I was doing and still laughing at that? Yeah, man. <clears throat> so, all right, cool. 
Oh man, I miss my man Johnson. Oh, I almost said his name. Uh, Kobe, you know who I'm talking about. Um, you know, I told y'all a while ago, some of you might remember, the brother that I told you had a double stroke that time, and I went to go see him, and I had known him for a long time, and I um, slept out in the hospital parking lot to go see him. He actually transitioned a couple of months ago. Was it been cold about two months, two, three months? I'm so bad with time. It could have been six months. But, uh, yeah, he actually, he actually went, you know, um, and I, I wanted to do like a whole show. Oh, y'all remember? Yeah, I was talking about, I wanted to do a whole show, um, about him and just share like, you know, who he was, you know, just like I do with my uncle. Um, but yeah, I remember one of the things he used to say, yeah, I, that's how you tell it. Yeah, I, you know, you gotta be, um, you gotta be for these, you know, you dealing with these devils out here, you dealing with shaitan, you gotta be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. Three and a half months, yeah, yeah, Mr. Johnson, man, yeah, I guess I could say his name. A lot of times I keep people who are very precious and sacred to me, I don't, you know, but yeah, his name was Mr. Johnson. Um, in fact, if you look up his name, you're gonna see some music we did together on YouTube, um, he did a he did a, a, a song with um oh, what's that dude's name? You know Cole. Um Chocolate Rain. Cherry Chocolate Rain. Uh what's that dude's name? Zay Zaytonde. Zay Zaytonde Tonde. I think that was his name. This is back in the days. But um they did like uh I think it was a yeah, Zay Tay oh Tay Zonde. Yeah, Tay Zonde. Yeah, um but yeah, he trans. That was my man, man. He transitioned. Yeah, you know, brother. You know, wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Yeah, so man, catch the nuances. I don't just be rambling. Giving you something. But you know, we can all get on code together, man. We can do it in a real simple kind of way, man. And and, and yeah, takes on day. Take Zayton day. I'm sorry, I keep saying it wrong. I'm just laughing. I remember the first time Johnson told me he did that song. He was like, yo, you, yo, yo, I just did this joint for, uh, I think it was Dr. Pepper, the chocolate soda or something. He was like, yeah, man, you know, I did the video and all that, man. You could check it out. You could check it out. And I was like, who you did it with? He said, he's like, it's hard to describe him, but I'm going to put it like this. He looked like a light-skinned Steve Urkel with a voice like yours. And I'm like, and he's doing music. Like, I don't, I'm not, it's not processing. <laughs> but you know how Johnson was, Cole. <laughs> you know how funny he was, man. You know, he was like, yeah, but you know, it was good. It was good, man. Like, I spoke to the, you know, when I went there, I told him like, yo, don't play me out in the video. <laughs> he was like, I told, because they was pouring soda on everybody. I was like, don't pour no soda on me. You know what I mean? He was like, yeah, everything was cool. It was real respectful, you know. <laughs> Yeah, man, my brother, my brother, my brother, my brother. But he's, um, yeah, you can go look at that video. It's kind of funny. It's, it's like a, you know, it's like kind of a parody kind of <laughs> kind of video. But he's he's the one that's rapping in it. That's the one who had the double stroke that I told you about that time. And uh, yeah, three and a half months ago, he actually made his transition. Um, 53 years old. 53. We got to take better care of ourselves, y'all. We got to take better care of ourselves, man. You know, um, 53, you're still a baby. 
You want to know how I know you're still a baby? He's 53 years old. Last time I saw him, we were sitting on his sofa, me, him, and his, and his, his beautiful wife, and we were, we were just joking and laughing, and they were, they were eating a pack of Family Slides uh, Twizzlers together. Still just a baby. You see? I ain't eat none of that. He, he came, went to the store, came back with all this junk. <laughs> you know, he had Twizzlers, and I think it was some Frito-Lays, and they said, you want some? I, you know, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, man, we, we, we have sometimes our numbers, just like we have our finances messed up. We have the laws of, of the hermetic laws messed up. We also have the laws of chronology messed up, too. You know, we think that when we hit 40 or 50 or 60 that it's okay to break down. It's not okay to break down. Some of you women think like, well, I'm just, I guess I'll go out in the sunset. People are living longer nowadays. That's why even things like your 401k don't even make sense anymore. Grow. A lot of these retirement plans are still based based on the you know the algorithm that they designed to kill people at 65. They don't even really it, a lot of the, the the different kind of um, stock vehicles and things like that that people would advise or older people advise doesn't they don't even make sense anymore. You know, based on people's lifestyles, how long people live, and here's another important thing: based on the cost of living. So you know, there was always formulas as to how much you should save how much you should invest, you know, and what your living expenses should be, those formulas don't actually work anymore. If you look them up or you look in old financial books and stuff, you can't apply those anymore because the cost of living nationwide is just so high now, you know. So, you know, you can't say, well, you know, my living expenses in, in some models are 50% of my income. Others suggest 40%. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't work anymore because of where we're at. You know, you got to always state it powerlifting. That started powerlifting at 62. That's what I'm talking about, Paula Sanchez. That's what I'm talking about. You from California, too, so all of y'all, make sure you're looking right. But that's beautiful. 62 years old, powerlifting. Excellent. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's really, that's really cool. That's really, really cool, man. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, um, yeah, we, we got the numbers wrong. You don't really, like I've said it, and I'm going to say it again, you don't really enact your purpose to 60. You see all these people dying before 60, all these great entertainers and artists and people, they dying before 60, they never actually got to fulfill their purpose. You know, Reginald Lewis, Reginald Lewis died before he was 60. You know, you, you look at somebody like a, I always, I always use this example, I think about Quincy Jones. When he was 25, 26 years old, he was just a struggling trumpet player. Who would have known, right? Who would have known? But Tupac was killed. Like, what was he, 26? Biggie was killed at 25? We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. When Malcolm X was killed, he was a baby. He was a baby. Bob Marley was a baby. These are people who ain't even make it to 50, let alone 60. These were babies. Martin Luther King. Some of the greatest work he did was when he was in his late 20s. <laughs> Some of that footage you see, he, was, he wasn't even, he was barely 30 years old. He was a baby. You know, so we got our numbers off, man. And the more we can do things like fast together, 
you know, work out, you know, and 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 boost the immune, the immune, excuse me, immune system, boost boost the immune system, and um, just really love the vehicle that we've been given, man. We've been given this this beautiful beautiful vehicle that actually heals itself. What kind of magic is that? If you go to, we're like gargoyles. You cut us, we go to sleep at night, lay out in the moonlight, and then by the time the sun comes back, we're healed again. Watch Gargoyles. That was a message. Watch the cartoon Gargoyles. There's a lot of science in the cartoon Gargoyles. But yeah, we're like Gargoyles. Sleep for a thousand years. <laughs> Remember the episode, The Hunter's Moon? It was a three-part episode, The Hunter's Moon. And in the second part of The Hunter's Moon, how they had the um, the virus... It was it was a, a virus that was going to attack the respiratory system that they were unleashing on on the city, and then of course it would cover the whole world. Yeah, you know a lot of times people who write for these cartoons and stuff they do a lot of astral traveling. You know you do a lot of to, to, you know of course they use a lot of mythology and folklore, but they astral travel a lot. George Lucas talked about astral travel when he when he started to design Star Wars, and he said a lot of these figures that he saw he saw in dreams, like R two D two. He said he saw R two D two in a dream, you know. And of course, we look at, at, at Yoda, you know. We look at um, Jabba the Hutt and all of these different characters, and we realize you you you're not that creative, bro. Like you didn't just come up with that. You're not that creative. You know, you always got to have an astromate when you get to the higher realms. You always got to have an astromate when you get to the higher realms. When you don't have um, deep-set melanin. Anybody ever saw a picture of George Lucas's wife? Ah, anyway, I don't want to get off into that. Well, so yeah, man. I just wanted to share that. I know we've been on for a while. And I really just wanted to like give you... Um, I didn't really want to make today too deep. But I wanted to really just give you all credit and you know like a, a fist <laughs> for those of you who've been going through the fast and you know um well some of us got another day some of us got a couple more days you know what i mean um but if you if you ended today that's cool too if you, three days that's what we was doing so you know don't don't feel obligated because other people are going longer everybody's body is different everybody's system is, is different and um <laughs> I know some of you probably already made your, your food. <laughs> right? You probably started planning your, your after-fast meal, you know, so you probably already got it sitting in, in Tupperware in your refrigerator now, and, and, you know, you got it all planned out, so I don't want to mess up your your plans, you know, for um, your fast break, but yeah, man, we got to focus more. Oh, you cheated, Ruhia? That's okay. That's okay. Well, it's not okay, but... <laughs> But at least you're being honest about it, you know. Um, there's always, you know, um, the, the next solstice that comes up. Oh, the audio is low. Yeah, it's always low when I use this device. But um, there's always the next, the next solstice that comes up. Um, there's, there's the new year, which is not in January. Um, there will also be another equinox after that. You know, um, so you have other times, but you know, sometimes when you're fasting, it just it, it also gives you an opportunity to see where you're at. So you may have cheated, you may have been hungry, but that tells you it's like it's like a, a test. Like, okay, 
I got a little problem here. Because if I can't go 24 hours without eating, or if I'm just juicing, and I can't go 24 hours without juice, something's wrong with me. Something's really wrong with my body, you know, and probably not just my body. Something's really wrong with my brain, you know. And again, you got to always think about survivalism, man. You know, I always use cite it, and I don't mean to be insensitive to the loss of life, but I always cite Katrina. How many people perished because they could not think clearly because they, they were not used to going eight hours, nine hours without eating garbage? When people were dying and dying in that water, how many toxins were coming up out of their skin for me and po' boys all day and, and, and crab daddies and all the other garbage that they, all them scavengers that they scrape off the bottom of the seafloor down there and call good eats, you see? So it's not just about um, getting strong or, or now, but it's, it's about preparing for what's coming. As I told you even before, like you having trouble and you can't, you know, with the food, get out into nature. Well, part of the reason you need to get out into nature is because you need to get out into nature. <laughs> I've been telling you for the long, get out of them cities. Everybody doesn't have to move to the rural south or anything like that. I'm not saying that because you get out of the city first here. This is where you first leave Babylon. And you start to look at the, the amenities of Babylon and you start to look at it and say, you know what, do I really need that? Is it is it that important? I had relatives that transitioned in the city and I know their life would have been extended if they would have left the city. And they told me things like, New York City, man, I can I can get anything I want at any time, man. It's a city that never sleeps, man. I had a, a elder tell me I can go out 2 o'clock in, in, in the a.m. and get myself a ham sandwich if I want it. How many times did you... What kind of goddamn ham sandwich are they serving at 2 a.m.? Just the fact it's a ham sandwich. We didn't even get to that part. But who's... What kind of... What kind of hygiene <laughs> codes would they would be enacting at 2 o'clock in the morning while they're sitting there with their jacket on smoking a cigarette watching some Middle Eastern uh, TV show and you come in and say, hey, hey, you know, op, give me a ham sandwich. Yeah, okay, and he's dropping ashes all in it and everything like that. You see, the standards that we that we have become so accustomed to is so sad, and it's because we're stuck. We're chronologically stuck. You got a lot of people still stuck in the '60s, '70s, '80s, and '90s, and not understanding that other places have expanded beyond these these metropolises. There used to be a time when we would brag. Those of us who lived in the city, we would brag because you couldn't buy certain clothes that we could get. So people would come to New York to shop. Then they came out with eBay. And then Amazon. Oh my God. All right. Well, that's 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 done. <laughs> that's done. You can get anything anywhere now. You, you know? Um, yeah, convenience over quality. Exactly. Why would you want to go to a corner store to get a, a piece of crap sandwich when you can go to a market and get fresh produce? Yeah, that maybe if you're a little further out, you got to drive to the market, but you're getting you're extending your life you see so this is what i'm saying like these these things like the fast and getting out of nature you may not do that well at it at first it's okay just be consistent with it and it, it gives you a, a a inkling of where am i right now you know where where is my system can i go two three like i do drive fast like it ain't nothing i go three four days with nothing it, it ain't about atlanta wanted clothes new york wanted glocks <laughs> yeah yeah you know, 
Um, that's a that's an excellent way. That's an excellent way way to put it. You know, but we want clothes too. <laughs> you know, we we are the the center of fashion. At least we were. You know, and those things come and go. But yeah, guns were real important too because unlike the South and stuff. They encourage people to protect themselves. So people ain't so quick to run up on you, <laughs> you know, or run up in your, your house or your apartment or whatever like that. In New York, typically, if, if you have a if you have a pistol, it's because you are involved in something underworldish because they make it so difficult to have a pistol, you know, and you, you know, I need one. My model has always been and always will be better get caught with it than without it. And I'm not changing that for nobody. I mean, I don't own any firearms or anything like that. But if I did, <laughs> uh, better get caught with it than without it. So I, I'd rather get caught with this with this gun and, and do three, four months on Rikers Island than get caught without it when somebody feels like they want to brutalize me and oppress me and be doing the rest, the rest of my physical existence in a box, you know? So yeah, I'm I'm not making it a north versus south thing or anything like that. But I'm just saying that these things that we're going through, they give us an opportunity to just really see where we're at. That's all. Don't don't feel bad if you couldn't make the whole three days or you ate something, but just document it. Like yeah, I, I, after 12 hours I cracked. After 18 hours, what was I doing that was bringing these cravings? Um, do I hate my job? Maybe I was on the phone with my job and it made me feel. Or I, I chose to feel less than. So as a result, I ate some food to feel better than. You know, um, do I find myself hungry when I'm around certain people? I was on the phone with my this or my that. And I started feeling hungry because they were draining my energy. It's hard to fast when you're around bloodsuckers. Just like I told you yesterday, when you feel guilty, it's, it's, it's hard to heal and it's hard to grow. The two can't exist together. You know, or sometimes you're unable to get to the fast because you're, you're fearful. Like I said, let's do it together. Why? Because it's a coalition. That means it's love. Love is a connectedness. And you got to understand, really, the antonym of love is fear. We say hate, and it sort of is, but hate is a product of fear. So really, what brings forth hate is fear, you know? So um, I'm fearful, you know what I mean? So now I hate myself because I can't get into the through, through the fast, or I couldn't last three hours. I couldn't last four hours, you know? Um and it's because maybe I'm, I'm fearful of something. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to really move into that place, even where I'm connecting with these group of people. Chief said we got like 100 people doing a three-day liquid fast. I, don't, I have trouble getting with people. That goes back to yesterday's message where I talked about what subconsciously programs us and what puts us into bondage over periods of time. Man, A lot of times it's that fear that's been implanted in, in, in inside of us, which, you know, becomes the hate, you know. But it's that, that fear that implants inside us that, that, that um, now drives us to not truly knowing ourselves or, and drives us to never really wanting to be free. So sometimes we start a fast and we're like, oh my God, I'm going to starve. <laughs> you know, like I said, that's how Esau sold his birthright. Coming in from the field, I'm going to die if I don't eat. One day, bro, you, you, you'll be all right. You know, but that fear. You know, that's why, that's why we went somebody does that and you know I don't want to die you know um, and there's nothing wrong with that but a lot of times you got to be able to see fear as a person 
And I know some of you started writing those divorce letters I spoke about. I'm so proud of you. Some of them, you know, some people have taken um, screenshots and stuff and pictures. Um, fear is a person. Fear is a person, man. You know, and you can invite fear into your life or maintain the presence of fear in your life. You know, or you can divorce yourself. Give, give, give fear rid of divorce. You know, like, yo, you can't come back around, man. I, I'll let you go be with somebody else, but you can't be with me. And I know you're going to come back. I know I'm not stupid. You're going to come back, you know, but there's certain things I got to face you with, you know. So sometimes we, we have trouble connecting with ourselves and loving ourselves because there's, there's a fear. There's not only a fear of ourselves, but there's a hate of ourselves. You know, one of the things that's why, peace, Georgina, from the Netherlands. <laughs> you usually give us the weather when you when you dial in. What happened to the weather? You think I didn't notice, but you usually say, it's this temperature over here. <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes that fear and that, and that, which is a hate of ourselves, causes us not to really learn ourselves. You know, gray and cloudy, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So anybody, if you're on your way to the Netherlands, it's gray and, and cloudy. You know what I mean? You don't need your, your uh, shea butter to keep you from burning up. Um, yeah, but like I said, man, when that, that lack of love for self is there, you don't want to know self. Knowledge of self is, is a journey that begins with the journey of love or a stimulus and a spark of love. I want to know myself so much that I'm going to, that I love myself enough to want to know myself. So when you took the fast, you were here, and any of you else who had an issue, I'm speaking to all of you, you might have found, yeah, I couldn't get through it, I had a little trouble, or I, I'm hungry around this time, or, you know, um, my stomach was growling, I felt like I was going to die, you know. Um, that within itself was an act of love. That's what I'm telling you, don't feel bad, because you're getting to know yourself. You feel yourself worthy of knowing. You're, you're listening to your body. You know, or you're listening to your mind. And even though you're like, man, I cheated. I didn't make it. Think about why. You know, why Why didn't I make it? You know, I mean, shoot, it ain't really that hard. Because truthfully, if I was busy all day and didn't get to eat, I'd be all right. <laughs> you know, like, I'd be all right. I'll get something later or whatever. So what was it? What was surrounding my condition that, that made me feel like I had to fill something up? My body feels as though it needed a break from food. Yeah, most of the time when you're going through something, that a lot of times is, is the solution, you know. But again, you got to know your body, right? Most of the time when I'm not feeling well, I need food, you know. So people, every you got to know yourself, you know. I, I was with a sister many years ago where every time when, if I was feeling a little something, she, she would like be like, okay, yeah, Bobby, you need to fast. And I was like, no, you need to fast. You a foodie. I need food. And sure enough, I would eat. I'm good now because I don't sleep much. I don't eat much. <laughs> so I know, I know when certain things need to be filled in, you know, there's certain combinations I can't have it going on at the same time, you know? So knowing yourself is an act of love. So that's what y'all are doing right now, man. Don't, don't feel guilty if you, if you didn't make it through. And, um, I do eat meat or sweets. It doesn't sit on me right nowadays. Meat. Yeah. Maybe you're not a natural meat eater or, you know, like I say in an new way, if you want to eat meat, you can eat meat, but catch, kill, grow and process the meat yourself. I mean, how could you trust these people? <laughs> every, every other day is a new bacteria outbreak 
in salami, you know. So, um, yeah, if you want to go fishing, you know, and get some freshwater fish, um, which is usually much lower in mercury, you know, you could do that. Or, man, you, you, you get your hunting license and you go out and shoot yourself a deer, bring that back, process it, eat it. Or if you want to grow your own chicken, you know, um, although chicken is such a filthy animal, um, it's really an unclean beast. You're going to eat chicken, you might as well eat pork. That's why they shove chicken down y'all throats all day. And, oh, black people love chicken. No. It's like, you might as well say, black, black people love swine and chicken. No, we don't. We don't love swine and chicken. They just shove that down your throat. If you like eating birds, try, try quail. Try quail. Quail is clean. Quail, quail is, a, is a clean bird you can eat. Chicken, duck, um, pork, shrimp, lobsters, lobsters, you know, <laughs> New York, lobsters, <laughs> Joey Badaducci over here, you know, but yeah, lop, lobsters, I guess that's how y'all would say it, uh, lobsters and, um, shrimp, things like that, no bueno, man, that's bad news bears, you know, um, so sometimes you gotta look at the things that they shove there. Facts, I had 17 chickens and they were like pigs. Ate rats, mice, snakes. Exactly. Chickens eat out of each other's behinds. Think about that. Now, I've been around live chickens for many years. I am not a stranger to African guinea, live chickens, goats. Like, I, I've sat and I've sat in a yard and just observed, just watched them. <laughs> Just sat and watched their, their their nature, especially with chickens. You be like, ugh, you gonna eat that? <laughs> you gonna eat that? You know. Um, but like I've often said to you so many times, whatever this society tells you to do, do the opposite, and you usually be pretty deep. You'll be all right. That's a like good rule of thumb. Whatever they're advocating in mass, just do the opposite. So you know, everywhere you go is chicken, chicken, chicken. I love my chicken, chicken. You know, every every. Joint got a different commercial. Every place sells chicken as if they're so much cheaper and easier to grow than other birds, you know. Um, but there are other fowl of the air that you can eat if that's what you want to eat, you know. Um, and the shrimp and the pork and all of that and anything without a scale, it's just like I, I gave you the breakdown on that one. Check out the segment, Be a Fisher of Men. If you ain't got no scales, you ain't got no filters, you know. Some of y'all ain't got no scales. <laughs> That's why you're so unclean. You just taking anything. You know, you taking any any old garbage ass, excuse me, any old garbage information or anything like that, man. You don't have scales. You know, you love shrimp, huh? Ruhia? Yeah, well, that's nasty. And that's hard to imagine because I remember you putting in the post that you came up as a Muslim. So how could you love shrimp and you came up as a Muslim? That's like a Christian who eats pork. Two don't go together. It's based on the Levitical laws. How could you be a Muslim and you eat shrimp? <laughs> Y'all so damn sneaky. <laughs> that's always been our issue. Yes, I know I cheated. Yeah, we always cheat. And that's how we ended up here in chains. Because <laughs> we always want to do what we want. They are cloning chickens these days. Yeah, they're cloning something you shouldn't be eating, eating in, to begin with. 
<laughs> yeah, disobedience, exactly. That's that's always been I ask for forgiveness. Come on with that with that garbage. Come on with that. I ask for forgiveness. No, man. That's not enough. You know, I'm going to break down the anatomy of an apology one day to you all. Forgiveness means to for love. That's what forgiveness means. Forgive. That's like me. That's like me going to your house before I meet you and giving you a jacket. I forgave you. But what did you forgive me? I gave you a jacket. It's already there for you. It's waiting for you. See, the nature of forgiveness, people have really confused. They have really confused what forgiveness really is. When you're speaking about it from a divine perspective, it means love has been already given for you. That's what forgiveness means. Love was already distributed to you. Okay, so you don't have to ask for it. You don't have to pray for it. You don't have to affirm for love. You've been forgiven, even though you're a piece of crap. <laughs> All right? You could be a piece of crap, but love has already been given to you. That's forgiveness. So when it says, you know, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever shall believe on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The world that he was talking about was his children. He was talking about the nation of Israel. That's what That was the world that he created. And he was saying the world is, is that sinful place. So I loved you and I did this before you even sinned. Before you were even disobedient, I loved you. You know, but that doesn't mean that you don't follow the laws. Remember he said, I came not to destroy the laws, but to fulfill them. So it ain't enough to just eat some crap and be like, well, we have some forgiveness. No, <laughs> that's not how it works. You already got forgiveness. They already gave that to you. Just like sometimes we got messed up family, right? They do really foul things to us. And you say, man, I can't be around my, my cousin, you know, uh, Jojo anymore. I'm just making up a name. I don't, you know, I can't be around cousin Jojo no more, but I love him. I love him, but I can't, he can't come to my house anymore. I love you. I'm more, I'm going to, I'm going to love you. I've been loving you. That, that love ain't the issue. <laughs> sometimes the issue is respect. And what does respect mean? To see God. I've broken that down. Probably 300. That's probably 300 the first time I've broken that down. Spec, see, re, God. And re and ray also mean divine light and also divine knowledge. So when I spec, I see light. I see love. You see? I mean, I see light and I see knowledge and I see God when I respect. So can I respect and not love? Yes. So sometimes you get into situations with people. And they'll say, well, do you still love me? It, that, that ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> I got, got nothing to do with it. You know, if, if, if I give you a directive and you see knowledge in me and you decide to do whatever you feel like doing, then that means you can't see. You're blind. You dig? I've been following you now for a year. This is my first time seeing you live. You've helped me. Uh, it's faded. <laughs> Let me bring it back. I've been following you now for a year. This is my first time seeing you live. You've helped me question myself and lifestyle decisions. I also question you once or twice, but overall I have learned. Okay, cool. I don't care if you question me. <laughs> That's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, this isn't a um, this isn't a, a, a supreme dictatorship. You know what I mean? Um, and like I shared with the Anu brothers the other day that. I think, I think that was a man's name. If, if, if it's not, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be disrespectful. Julio, yeah. So, oh, so let me turn my music down. Yeah, um, so Julio, like, 
men ain't really supposed to be agreeing all the time. That's that's the nature of men. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it, that's that's totally fine. You know, especially when you're building leadership inside of a man. And I'm building leaders. I'm building warrior healers and leaders. You know, I've said that so long ago, and I say it now. My goal is to become obsolete. That's my goal to become completely obsolete. Where <laughs> I do a live, and the only person on is like maybe one of my children or my spouse or something like that. Like, anyway, we don't. We good. We good on Chief Yuya. That's what I want. We good on Chief Yuya, right? Um. So. That should be the that should be the goal of any teacher or any initiative is if if you if there's an, um, an exigence you know an, an exigence is just as a there's a pre-existing condition and you establish a coalition or you establish a mission or you establish even a nonprofit to address that situation the goal the ultimate mission statement of your nonprofit or of your your yourself your personal mission statement should be to make your organization obsolete because you've now resolved what the issue is, you know? So the very nature of, of masculinity and manhood and leadership is that we not gonna agree on everything. That's where now the beauty of coalitions come in. Well, I'm gonna do my thing over here a little bit, but I'm with you, I'm with you, but I'm gonna go over here. Okay, and we'll work together. Maybe my daughter will marry your son or your son will marry, you know, your daughter will marry my son. We still, we still, we still in there. We still have a cultural imperative. We're kind of like French people and Spanish people, you know, or German people and um, Russian people. Well, not, no, let's take the Russians out of it. You know, or, 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 or German people in um, the English. No matter where we go, we're going to be the supervisors. You see, that's, that's a combined imperative. Yeah, we, we're, we're from different um, nations, but we all have the same cultural imperative. Wherever we go, <laughs> if we see someone who is not like us and does not have our um, genetic and ethnic origin, we have, to, we have to rule over them. We have to be their supervisor at the very least, even if that's not our official title. See, that's, that's an imperative, right? So it's the same thing with this experience. There's going to be men who will come along like, I don't even like when he said that. I don't really agree with that. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to be. You're, you're a leader. So a leader means that there's a direction and there's, there's, we're multidimensional. So you, it may be a strain here. We're all on the same road. But you might like running in the left lane or running in the right lane. I might like running straight down the middle. Or I might like to zigzag a little bit. Like, you might, I ain't into all that zigzagging. Can't we just run on the right? I'm not running on the right. Okay, well, then I'm going to go over here and run on the right. But I see we're still in the same race together. You see? Whenever you have a teacher or anyone who is offended, and I've seen that. I've seen people block people, curse them out. Now, there's a way to disagree respectfully. Yeah, I'm going to block you if you're rude. You know, if you don't know how, or if you don't know your place, you know, yeah, I'm going, I'm going to block your ass. You know, um, like I said, I'm building leaders, but if I'm building leaders, that means you ain't where I'm at. That's just the honest truth of it. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to sit here and pretend I used to do that for many years, pretend like people were where I was at. 
you can listen to my segments. You hear me when I say things like, well, of course we all know this, and of course we all know this name means that. I would say that just to make people feel a little bit. I ain't doing that no more, man. F that. People don't deserve it. You know, because they still get rude and nasty anyway. So I might as well just be honest and keep it real. You don't know as much as I know. That's what it is, right? So, but I'm building you. I want you to go way further than I am because I didn't heal the community. <laughs> I didn't fix all our ills. So obviously, there's something more. There's something more than me. You know, I'm just a stepping stone. Maybe a generation or two or three or four generations. I mean, truthfully, the community is never going to be healed. I mean, to be honest with you. But let's just say we were still on that. Maybe three, four generations, but we got to keep pouring into the pool. You know, I'm just doing my part, pouring into the pool that somebody can pull from later. You know, just like I pulled from my ancestral pool to be what it is that I am. So, yeah, I just want to address that. You know, um, whenever you have someone who's teaching or whatever and they get triggered because you disagree. And like, All right, well, tell me what you disagree with. Go ahead. Speak. Speak. Tell me what you. When you get something like that, that's not a real teacher. That's not a real leader. They don't give a damn about you. All they want, they want is to be worshipped. That's someone who's into self-idolatry. You got to hang on their every word. And everything they say is, is the absolute final word and, on things like that. And the truth is, man, um, even when you see me do breakdowns and word breakdowns and film breakdowns, you'll hear me say, this can be interpreted as this or this can be transliterated as that. You won't hear me say, this means that. I don't know what anything means. <laughs> I didn't make it. You know, uh, an eagle, I can say an eagle represents this. I didn't make no damn eagle. I don't, I don't know, really, I know what it's, you'll hear me say an eagle is commonly interpreted as this. How could I say what it really came here to be when I'm not even, it, it's, it's, well, I kind of am its maker, but let's not get too esoteric, but you know, the point I'm saying is that um, we got to go back to original design every single time. You know what I mean? So I didn't mean for that to rhyme. I know it. Oh, and that rhyme too. God. So I didn't mean for that three three bar rhyme. But um, what I'm saying is that, um, nah, man, listen, we got to build up the greatness. Yeah, bars. <laughs> I say, yo. Nah, I'm joking. I'm not going to do any rhyme. But... <laughs> But uh, we got to build that greatness up in each other, man. And especially those of us who are a little older, I love to see these young Thundercats, you know, like like getting in and build, man. I, I, I love to have y'all laughing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love to see it, man. You know what I mean? I, I love to see when these young Thundercats get it in and they like, you know, they really build it. I'm talking about the real builders. You got young con people too. So I'm not talking about everybody. So don't start sending me links to a bunch of these young cornballs. This is a bunch of them. And I already know who the ones you thinking are, are dope that really ain't dope. You know, um, and I'm going to put it just like this. If, if, if he ain't got no testosterone, I ain't rocking with him. <laughs> I don't care how much information he got. She said one time, I want you to become better than me and then come back and teach me. Right. I wasn't lying. She thought I was joking. Come back and teach me something strong, you know. Something. You teach me something. Strong, beautiful words. Yeah, man. One line. <laughs> you think I, I was saying that to, to appear humble? No, man. I don't. It's, there's so much I don't know. And there's so much I don't give a goddamn about. <laughs> but if I did, if I did, it might bring me, in, you know, further.
But right now, my interest isn't really there. And even if it did, if it if it was, maybe I don't have the ability to assimilate it like you do. But this is a pass off, you know. And it's just like in a marriage, you know what I mean? It's just like in a marriage, man. All of this is a marriage, and I and I don't I don't mean to get like I I don't know fruity stuff, but just like the, the men and the women that I teach, there's a sexual exchange there because I'm knowledge. And I'm implanting them with my not. And again, I ain't on the fruity stuff. But please don't don't feel awkward. So we're talking about you know from an astral perspective. It's an implantation of knowledge, man. And so there's a knowledge, just like Elijah Muhammad was married to Farad Muhammad. He was the wife of Farad Muhammad, right? We ain't talking about no fruity stuff. You know, we're, we're talking about when someone comes under that mission and becomes a total reflection and representation. Of what that higher order knowledge is giving, and then it takes it further. You see, so it's the same thing in a marriage. You know, you get with a woman in the beginning. Um, oh man, I tell you something. <laughs> I remember one time my grandmother went upside my grandfather's head with a uh, with a frying pan. <laughs> I should laugh. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, grandpa. I only laugh, but, <laughs> but um, damn, man, now I think my grandfather stayed getting beat up, and that, because I remember my great-grandfather beat him up for putting his hands on my grandmother when they were, like, real young, when they were first courting, he tried to get slick one night, he told me about it, he was like, yeah, man, I remember when, when, um, I'm not going to say my great-grandfather's name, but uh, we all got the same head, and he was, so... He would say, let's say his name was Jack. His name wasn't Jack, but we're going to say Jack. He would say, yeah, y'all, he would call us Jackheads. Y'all, y'all got them Jackheads. And he would say, I remember when uh, old Jackhead beat my ass that time in the hallway. I said, why he beat you up? He said, man, I call myself trying to put my hands on your grandmother. <laughs> he said, I call myself trying to put my hands on your grandmother, man. And he came out, man, he wore me out. <laughs> You know, so and then I so I remember that that story, and then I remember one time we were at a family dinner. He had a knot on his head. Give thanks, Haitian queen. Give thanks. <laughs> he got work, huh? Well, yeah, he got. I was like, Yo, what happened to your head? He was like, Man, grandmother hit me with a frying pan. <laughs> but th this is the point I'm making, man. You know, no disrespect. You know, um, my family, they they don't mind. <laughs> using these, you know. <laughs> um, there's a point when we're younger as men in a marriage where we dominate. In particular, we dominate physically. And then there's a point as we become elders, if we're fortunate enough to become elders, number one, and number two, if we're fortunate enough to be with someone that will put up with our elder self, you know, and we get to that age, what happens typically is that the woman will become stronger than the man. You see that so very often, you know. Um, sometimes it could be because the woman was younger than, than the man. You know, if you married someone who was 10, 15 years younger than you, or maybe even five years, you know. Or also it's the abuse that we put on our bodies that, as men, a lot of times taking care of the family. You know, we're going out in the snow and in the cold and in the rain to go and, and bring back home, you know, uh, the vegetables, you know, proverbially. So, 
um, sometimes we just a little bit more beat up, you know. Um, but what happens is that a lot of times that now the woman is allowed to come in and she's like going upside the head with frying pan. But, but not just that, but she's like, you know, helping you fix your shirt. Maybe, maybe your, your dexterity isn't there like it used to be. Or maybe you having trouble with the kitchen faucet or whatever. And she's turning up. She might be opening up jars for you. And, and things like that. And maybe just because she's learned the sciences of heating and put it under some hot water and, you know, things like that. But um, the, the relationship always, there comes that, you know, that, 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 that turnaround or that, or that change in duality. And that's, that's really a tantric principle. You know, it's really a tantric principle, you know, at, where, you know, you learn to shift polarities. And it doesn't mean that she becomes the man in the relationship. That, that's not what we're, we're saying. Um, but she becomes, um, there's a time when, when you first get with a woman, um, she's, she's more powerful than you, but she's not as strong as you, you know? And it's just like when you have children, the children are the most powerful and the most energetic, but they're not the strongest. So as a man, you're able to compress the, the power and the energy of your family, you see? So we can recognize a woman's power, but power is can be controlled and wielded with strength, right? So that's how the man, you know, he oversees his family, you know. Um, but then it comes a point where his he becomes less strong. So now, as she becomes less strong, and she and he becomes less strong, excuse me, and she becomes wiser, she now meets him, right? She meets. So now, power is is on equal footing with strength, but now it's power coupled with wisdom, so it's not destructive. You see, when, when you don't have that man present and the strength of the father isn't there, you'll have these powerful, sometimes it's sexual power, and they don't have the consciousness. They haven't connected Shiva and Shakti, so they only have that Shakti energy where it's like, I can go and I can do this, and I'm wow, 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 and I have all this sexual power. I go on the block, and men, men buy me food and, and clothes and sneakers and dresses and take me here and this and that and give me money and but they don't have the consciousness to accompany it you see because there's no father at home there's no shiva that's saying you know yeah you're beautiful baby you're, you're beautiful you're powerful you're all that but um you're not going to the movie with them friday oh come on hey hey <laughs> you know because that strength is there right now as she grows she develops a respect and a love for that strength. So she looks to find that out in the world. You know, she looks to find that out in the world. That's where pimps come in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to give her structure and to give her order and to give her some instructions, most of all. You know, um, and, and to organize some of that power. You know, now you might be talking about dirty pimps. That's a different kind of thing, right? Um, but the, the thing is now as they get older... And now they're facing each other. She now has wisdom and compassion. So now she sees him. She doesn't disrespect his lack of strength. Although my grandmother stayed doing that. <laughs> yeah. My grandmother stayed mushing him. Then we'd be at the dinner table. Because he, he, he had a mouth on him. You know what I mean? He'd say some of the wildest stuff to her. And she next you know, she'd come out that kitchen. You know, you hit, you hit something drop. And she come out that kitchen, you know, and he, 
hey, hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, <laughs> don't be showing off because your grandkids is here. Hey, hey, <laughs> you know, uh, that was a normal, you know what I mean? But it is what it is. They, they loved each other. They just had a very uh, interesting way of interacting with each other. But, um, you know, so what I'm saying is that, um, you know, it's that wisdom coupled with the power that now allows her in many senses to become big mama. She becomes the matriarch. So grandpa's over there. He may not be as articulate anymore. His vision may not be as tight anymore, but he's done his job. He's poured into this woman who has poured into the babies. And now it's time for her to use her strength and her power and her wisdom to see him through. You see? So that's me saying, <laughs> yeah, man, learn with me, surpass me. And come back and, and help the old man out. Help the old man out. You know, technology is changing all the time. There's going to be a time when you're like, you still doing YouTube broadcasts? You, why don't you do a, Chief Yuya, why don't you do a virtual reality broadcast? You could you could do VR now. and People could be sitting in the room with you. It'd be holograms. And it's like you're right there. You know, they could smell the sage in the room even. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I'm still sitting here with my, my stand. <laughs> that I bought from the Super Chats back in 2020. <laughs> you know, so, you know, just, just to give you, you know, an example of, of how that works, man. And that only works when you have a community. You see, some people have had the fantasy vision of having that, but there was no community. So when they went into their elder years, the community just shat upon them. To be honest with you, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna list names, but just say anybody, any elder in the conscious community, any of them. I'm not gonna list no names, but any of them, none of them got what they should. Don't even have any streets named after them, at the very least. Nothing. No buildings named after. They didn't got any stores named after them. Then again, you have a fictitious. Let me leave that alone. <laughs> We have no real working schools or businesses or anything named after these elders, you know? Um, not to mention support for their families and, and things like that, you know? Um, so that's what I'm saying. Uh, that should be the goal of any teacher, man. Um, and it's, it's also a method of survival, but I enjoy watching you all grow. When you're telling me I did the fast, this is my first fast, believe it or not, I... I like to hear about that, man, because um, I remember my first fast, and um, I know some of the challenges there, but also I like to know that you're growing. If you're not helping the next person to grow, you're a piece of garbage. Straight up, you're a piece of garbage, man. If you go through this life doing nothing for no one, you're a piece of crap. You know, um... How do you not be a piece of crap in life? Well, you got to emulate the divine. You have to emulate the divine. What does the divine do? It shares. It evolves. It grows. It gives. So if you're not doing that, what are you emulating? Nothing but a, but a spiritual waste product. Flesh. You see? You're just, you're just an afterthought. You're all about yourself. Just an afterthought. But the pure and original and supreme thought is constantly giving. Right now, you get off this live and you go meditate. You know what's going to happen, right? 
something's going to be shared with you. Nothing is ever withheld from you, ever. Nothing is ever withheld, you know? So, think about that. But like I said, I, I wanted to do a longer segment today. We've been on for two hours because uh, it's the last day. So I said either I was going to do one in the dawning and then another one at um at, at sundown. But um, I don't want y'all interrupting my evening. <laughs> but plus it ain't really the end of the fast for me because I got another uh, 24 to go anyway. So um, I don't be doing no live. Yet. Yeah, I'm over here eating my food now, my steamed peas. And I don't want all that, man. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll see you all tomorrow. But uh, I saw a, something in there. Let me just go to chat. Somebody said something about I'm interested in our news. I feel like it was Julio. I'm sorry. I meant to address it. Um, if I can find it. If I can't find it. Okay, I'm interested and I knew I was so stuck on Ifa and trying to educate myself, started to get lost. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that happens. Ifa can, can feel uh, very cryptic if you don't understand the culture that Ifa is birthed out of. Um, and I knew we do deal with Ifa, but that is not the root. A lot of people, a lot of you guys, I know you think that because I'm a Babalao, a lot of people think that I primarily just teach Orisha. That's like way down the list, you know, just so you know. YG, gutter, you know, peace. Um, yeah, Arisha is, is not on the top of the list. Ifa is not on the top of the list at all. You know, I can tell you right now, primarily what's on the top of the list is your moral values and um, your stand, your gender standing. So, um, okay, peace, Georgina. Peace, peace, peace. I guess you probably got to go back to work. Um, thank you for joining us. But um, what's, what's on the top of the list and I knew is your moral code, what you're moving as, as a man or a woman. Are you really manifesting yourself as a man? Are you manifesting yourself as a woman? Um, nation building. And really, we could say right before nation building would be the sciences of family. You know, so um, economics is a huge thing that I deal with in, in, in Anu. You know, you, you got you to gotta have your economics and your financial standing straight. Um, not for tithes or anything like that, you know. Well, not tithes for us. You should give tithes, but not. We don't. There's no membership dues or anything like that. But um, no, you, you got to be strong financially because there's no reason not to be with all the information that that we have. Um, and the economics is the relationships. Like we're building now. We fasted together, man. That's you know, that builds relationships. That builds camaraderie. You know. Um, but. I have to tell you, baby, because people have come into I knew. I got another reminder. I'm going to try it again. I just did, I did it well earlier. Got it. All right. <laughs> people have asked when they like came into the orientation, like, oh, okay, after I finish this, will I be like, are you preparing me to be a priestess? No. Maybe that's not for you. And nine times out of ten when people ask that, they got no business even being that. Because, you know, here's the thing what I knew. We're a service ministry. So if you're talking about I want to be a priest or a priestess, well, what are you doing now that are, that is priestly? You know, if you are not a part of any volunteer program or haven't created any volunteer program, if you're not helping anybody, not serving, and I'm not just talking about your nephews when they come by the house. You know, yeah, I'll be trying to talk to them or in the barbershop. I try to tell people what's up. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about an official capacity. If you're not helping other people, don't come to me asking me nothing about being no priest or priestess. 
I already know what you're about. So uh, I don't <laughs> I don't mean to go off on a tangent on that, but um, that's not something that happens first. We need to understand your character first, and we need to build and develop character. We got to deal with the concrete. You know, because you could be deep and you could have all of this information and everything and be a, a scumbag. And, you know, that's that's pretty common in, like, conscious circles and things like that. So, um, you will learn about Ifa. You will learn about mathematics. You'll, you'll um, learn about, I understand, you'll compass more than Ifa. Woke up today, found command the day, this time last. I missed the rest of it. I need to do something with the site. I said something like that. But, um... Yeah, you're going to learn those things, but that's not the priority. Are you acting right? <laughs> you know, can you can you bond with other people? You know, because this is about nation building. And I know we love Ifa, we love Arisha, but they have different issues than we have here in North America. You know, so our medicine is a little different. We don't have families. They have Ifa and they have families, so they're not so beholden to the Elay like we are. We got to go see Baba. We got to go see Iya because we ain't got no mothers and fathers. You know, so um, the science of family building is a very big thing um, inside inside of Anu. But in order to build a family, you got to know what the heck you are because you got to know how the parts fit. You know, if I don't know, like I said in a, in a previous segment, if you don't know the purpose for something, you inherently abuse it. So if I have a staff and I don't really know what, why, I built the staff as the creator or as the maker of, of, of self, I'm not going to know how to use my staff. What is this thing for? Is it for pleasure? Is it to urinate? Is it, you know, to whatever. You can go through the list, you know. Um, so you have to learn self. Knowledge of self comes before any other stuff. So you're, first of all, not abusing yourself and not abusing, and then when you start to learn other people, like I said, if we truly knew who and what we were, we wouldn't do certain things. We wouldn't sell drugs to each other or try to manipulate each other or take each other's financial resources and things like that if we really knew the purpose for each other and each and the purpose for each other in our lives, you know? So anybody who's thinking about it, you know, just so you know, you're not gonna come in and people think they go through the orientation, which is about three months, and at the end of three months, I'll be a priest or a priest. Stop wanting to be a priest or a priestess. Try that one. Because it's not it's not fun. And sometimes you want titles of honor because you haven't been able to achieve anything else in life. You broke. You got no money. You got no friends. You got no healthy relationships. Your children are, are a mess. So you're like, well, if I can go become an, an Ogun priest or a Babalao or an Oshun priestess, then now people have to, I can get this long name and people have to give me honor and stuff like that. We're not playing that game. You go do that with somebody else. We're not playing that game. If, if you're a man and you're with me for a while and you don't have a business and you have no investments and we, we also will get to the point where you don't have life insurance you have a family but no life insurance you don't be coming to me asking me about, about nothing you haven't even held down the basics you get popped in the head today what happens to your family you have no contingency for your family whatsoever nah man don't I'm asking about nothing else. You know, um, you don't know 10 to 20 words in your divine language, but you want to be a priest. Uh, no, we ain't doing that. You know, like I said, there's plenty of people who will. You give them a couple, couple of thousand or some do $1,500,000. You get initiated. 
Then you go on to Facebook and the IG and you change your name, your screen name, and you put up a couple of pictures of a couple of artifacts from the culture and from your initiation, and now people will bow to you. And then every couple of days, put up a story that comes out of Nigeria or that comes out of somebody's shrine. And people will say, wow, that's deep, Baba. That's deep, Dia. Thank you so much. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. You do that. I ain't gonna stop you. Over here, we get money, though. We get money. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna stop. I'm joking. But, you know, over here, we just trying to really build the full person, you know? And a part of that is the spiritual but it's also the emotional, the mental. There's a lot of psychological training inside of our new, not psychological um, drifting, because a lot of us are already psychologically drifted. We've drifted off into, you know, places where now um, shaitan has a hold of us. We're not, we're not centered and focused on our divine purpose and reasoning. So um, it's getting you back into alignment out of the drift. And some people can't do that. Some people leave when you try to get them back, you know. So sometimes you lose people there. They re they prefer to drift, like I talked about yesterday, you know. Um, yeah, you can change the direction of your something development with just fifteen hundred dollars, right? Some reason for some reason. Oh, I think because your name is so long, Anwar. That's why it keeps cutting off your messages. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah. So, you know, there'll be more, more information forthcoming, especially when we get around that. I'll share something here and there. You can always go to Anu Life Global Ministries, subscribe to the Anu Life Global Ministries um, YouTube channel because we'll be doing videos periodically off of that as well. Spoiled Rotten, is there a way to place to connect with others to study and have discussions? Well, here, but in Anu, we have, we, we have a whole... Let's knock it over. I'm always... I got stands. <laughs> I just get the stands. Uh, yeah, well, we connect regularly, and I knew every dawning. Actually, we greeting each other. Good dawning. We we have a whole group video, group chat, conference, and then we link up with each other when we're near each other. Um, outside of that, you know, I'm not. I, I, when I killed Chief Speaks, there were several reasons, but one of which is that I I said in that last segment I want to focus more on the people in my ministry. So. There was an enrollment period here. You know, okay, you can join, and you could you could be with us, and then you can get more of that, and give more of that. Um, but uh, the a lot of people, some people signed up, some people didn't. You know, and um, like I said, it's coming around in March again. But I'm not doing a whole lot of um, peace passe. I'm not doing a whole lot of like live, and you can call me and ask me questions because there's no point in answering your questions or helping you. Because it's not it's not building the nation that we're we're work grow that we're working on building. It's not you know it's not building anything. It's just for your own personal enrich enrichment. And a lot of times, some of y'all try to stay close to this information so you don't have to bond with other people. You know, and then you can skip away. And I'm not talking about you. I don't remember the name of the person who asked. I'm just answering genuinely. I don't know what you think. I'm. I don't even know who you are. I don't even remember your screen name. But. Um, but um, a lot of people want to skip away and say, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I, I study my, by myself. I'm with my, and you ain't with yourself because you asking me questions every couple of days. I'm teaching, you know. So um, that's not cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into that. I, I was decided I was going to do a segment about that and just explain the sickness and people with that mentality where I go figure it out on my own. I go study on my own. That didactic learning has a place. 
but it's also a sign of a certain social sickness. And um, nine times out of ten, that's someone who's disobedient, unruly, and hard-headed. That's why they don't want to study with other people, because they never want their theories challenged. You know, they want to just sit, even sitting and doing a live. If I, I could just do, oh, spoil right Yeah, you would want to see it. Yeah, I'm not getting on you, spoil right um, I Like I said, I didn't remember <laughs> your, your thing. But um, that has come up often, and it's not a knock on anybody. I'm saying it's something that I said, I, I got to stop doing this, because some of the people I was teaching in these lives and stuff turned, like, went off to do some real devilish stuff, even using the information that I was teaching. Some of y'all don't think I know, but you don't realize that when you get on Facebook and you're doing this and you're doing that and IG, people send me the videos. I don't say anything to you. So when you see me again, you're like, hey, peace, Bob. My, hey, peace. So -and -so. Like I said, a frown is just a smile. is just a frown turned upside down. Don't think I'm stupid because I don't say anything. What it is that I don't want to waste my time with you. That's what it is. <laughs> but a lot of people did that. They... Asking, they jump on a lot, they ask a question. So, blah, 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 blah. and then they'll go try to teach a class on the same thing they just asked me, but never cite back where they got the information from. And let me just tell you, all of you who are doing it, I know you. I know you. And you'd be surprised, like, how things come out. Like, you'd be shocked, like, who I know and who you don't know that I know. <laughs> I had a sister, she ain't a sister, I had a female in a certain state she left I knew because she couldn't take correction and things like that it was a long thing and she linked up with some enemies recently you know like that was supposed to be something that I'd be concerned about just a band of, of lifetime losers and when she left I knew was teaching I knew spiritual training classes in the state that's after North Carolina. She was in North Carolina. I'm just going to say that. And was teaching Anu spiritual training class in North Carolina. Now, after the first, they were doing, they were using meetup. After the first meetup, one of the women who attended the class, she didn't know I knew her, sent me a picture of them taking a group picture. She was like, yeah, let me get a picture. Didn't know the woman was doing that to send it to me. And sent it to me. Me was like, Baba, uh, this is what's happening. She's down here teaching your whole class. I had another dude doing that in New Orleans. Left Anu and then was teaching Anu spiritual training in New Orleans. And it was his ex-girlfriend who told me about it. You know, like, y'all, <laughs> the truth will always come to light. You know what I mean? Um, and you never heard me, this is the first time you've ever really heard me talk about I never did a show calling people out, and I'm not going to do that. That's not, that's not really my style. You know, but what I'm just saying is that I've learned I don't want to teach so much in an open form anyway because people come with bad intentions. And I and I need to understand your character, you know, um, because you go out and you teach my information and you posture yourself as someone and it now exposes people to be taken advantage of by you. You know, and I'm partly to blame for that, you know, for giving you some of those gems to begin with. You know, people especially women, make themselves very vulnerable to anybody with the Yoruba name. Baba so-and-so, okay, well, I'm going to tell Baba everything. <laughs> you know, and sometimes you don't realize that these people just looked in a book and got a Yoruba name. And they're regurgitating other people's information, in particular mine. 
but the character isn't there. But you haven't learned how to read character yet. So now you, you turn around and your legs are copped up in the air. And you don't, how the heck did I get here? You see? So, nah, man, you want to you wanna be a part of this fellowship? Be a part of this fellowship. Does everybody make it? No. Do most make it? No. Because <laughs> once we start getting into the character building, that's when most, I can't do this. You know, once we start getting into the inconsistencies in your story, I can't do this. You know? So, you know, that's who I'm serving. I'm doing these command your days because it was led on my spirit to do it for as long as I'm going to do it. I ain't doing this forever. <laughs> but it's not a, it's not a like a return. Chief, you guys return to you. It's not that. It's not that at all. When I get led, I haven't done a podcast since I've been doing any. Right? I'm, I'm not feeling led to do podcasts right now. You know, um, and maybe I will be, and then I'll say, okay, well, the command of day, they got what they need. Let me go back to the podcast. Or maybe I'll do another video like, you know, the Archon video, Covenant of the Archon. Maybe I'll do that. You know, I, I go with spirit, and there's a plan and there's a strategy, but there's different ways that I enact and get that strategy off, you know? So right now it's this. But don't don't get locked into this. What it is for the long term is Anu. That's where the vision is. So if people want to be a part of that vision, march. Anything outside of that, man, I can't, I can't guarantee. I can't guarantee any other experience outside of that because I put my all into Anu. That I'm fully invested there. That's where I'm at. This other stuff is, you know, it's someone else's platform and stuff. I don't, I don't trust these people, man. <laughs> I'm, I would never try to build a, a experience on someone else's platform. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't trust these people like that, you know. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah, I'm glad you appreciated Quantum Love, the Commander Days. I'm glad. Seems like people are really needing it. This is the longest one I think we've done. But like I said, I wanted to go a little longer because we were breaking the um, the fast uh, this evening, or for some of you maybe tomorrow morning. Um. But yeah, I just wanted to give you a little bit of extra, you know, and a little extra encouragement for those of you who made it, halfway made it, wobbled in, you know, and uh, for those of us who go on a, a little bit longer, you know what I mean? But all right, I'm going to, um, you know, get to it. I got appointments with clients today. I got I got coaching that I have to do with people today. <sighs> Emails I got to go over today. I got our new work to do today and a um, bunch of other junk <laughs> and I got some music that I that I owe somebody that I got to work on today um, so yeah today is uh, like most days they're, they're jam packed alright um, and I got to set up one of my guitars the, the weather's changing so the moisture levels are changing so the neck the neck went crooked I could see I could feel it it's not playing right. All right. So everyone, be well. Yeah, and Kashia, she's talking about she still, I think, checks the archives. Kashia is, is the woman for that, boy, because on IG, <laughs> honestly, Kashia, some of the stuff that you post, I'm like, oh, yeah, I did talk about that. <laughs> she brings it back. So I'm very appreciative of, um, you know, those those posts. Uh, she usually puts them in the stories. And it'd be like, you know, usually it's something we talked about. You know, and she'll like find it right then and there, and that'll be the post. 
I'm like, yeah. That was deep. I said that. I did say that. All right. You know, because, uh, you know, this, this, there's over a thousand segments at this point. I remember a lot of them, but um, some of them I don't. I remember what I talked about in every single one of them, but I don't remember all the titles. You know, that's what catches me, the title. But I remember the, the subjects of all of them, you know. So, yeah, follow Kashia. <laughs> follow her, her social media. You can get a lot of the uh, Anu archive uh, stuff. Um, Honest Doula. Is it Honest Doula or is, is that just for the business? All right, everyone, be well, be safe. This is Chief Yuya signing out. And, um, you know, happy fasting and happy break fast. All right. For those of you who are breaking this evening or for those of you who are starting in the dawning, I guess you'll be breaking the fast at sunset. However you, you timed it. All right, everyone. Peace, peace, peace. Stay solid. Stay firm, you know, and be well.